are with Fellowship of Cybertron, Season 2, Episode 4. The title of this series of sessions is Whatever Happened to the Bot of Tomorrow? We are in December 2019. I am Devin, using the framework playbook The Horizon. To my left, we have X playing Y. Tyler playing Amble, using the framework The Lantern. Kevin playing Skyway, the air. Peter as the Divider of Norspeak, the, the angel. Mark as Jackama, the halfling. Unfortunately, Ian couldn't make it this week. We're in December, so we're probably having problems with Christmas scheduling. Listeners, figure it out. Um, so, real quick, would you guys like to recap, not last session, but last episode, uh, which was like the entire, you know, arc. Last arc. Yeah, we called that one Supply Chain. Get out! <laughs> I'm trying to give this at least some speculative sci-fi, like, gravitas. You're I mean, sad I didn't tell you that before. I mean, this sci-fi. <laughs> we met a cool ancient, we met a cool ancient Cybertronian, and then I had to return to my home planet. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> so we went to a moon. We found some Cybertronian, you know, signal there. And it was Avatar. The bad one, not the good one. <laughs> or the or the good one and not the bad one if you're talking about only movies. Yeah, the last Airbender movie was a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, there was a mining company mining some minerals and there were some native cats people and there was a problem because there was Cybertronians as well there. Robots in disguise. Anyone else want to suck in? No, I'm just going to leave you out there in the middle of the ocean drowning. I mean, you're doing such a good path, job. So. <laughs> okay, so for the first part, the uh, we ran into the uh, the natives and managed to piss them off. But eventually, through the use of bribery and medicine, uh, we were able to convince them that, they, that we were actually not terrible. And they escorted us to their village, where we con continued to make, make sure that we weren't terrible. And met their god, who turned out to be an ancient Cybertronian. Pandora, no, no. Botanica. Botanica. Pandora, Botanica, same thing. The moon of Pandora. Yes, and, and she pretty much threatened that if we don't get those miners off her rock, she's going to just throw in the gas giant. Won't hurt her bones or something. Little dickish. Just, just a little. Yep. Kind of a jerkbot move. <laughs> and then we contemplated going to war and winning endless war, but eh, we had places to be, things to do, so we decided against it. You graciously decided not to start a forever war. So instead, we bribed him. Yeah. With death tea? Death tea and uh, minerals. Buddhist elsewhere. death tea. Yeah, an exquisite death. Yummy, yummy death tea. Enlightenment. As opposed to the other kind of death we could have given them, so, you know. Sound like lore from TNG. Are you prepared for the kind of death you earned, little man? Like, you know, that, that phaser that slowly causes someone to just explode from the inside out. God, there's so many of those in TNG, and they're all called pain phasers. It's amazing. <laughs> Why would you even do that? At any rate... Yeah, we negotiated peace in exchange for scouting the entire galaxy looking for some minerals for the mining company. It literally cost us nothing. So, you know. 
to spread their run lumen probes. <laughs> Alright, I think that's a pretty good summary. You averted the problem with the Avatar plot through diplomacy and words and not a forever war. You also didn't ruin the people by teaching them to be, like, super murderers. And you definitely didn't do it because you fell in love with one of them and compromised your entire <laughs> peacekeeping mission. You did keep one, though. You did do that. You did that real hard. We also didn't teach them how to mine their own minerals and just, you know, pay a tribute so they'd be left in peace, because that would be slavery. That's called a vassal state, Peter. Tributarian, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally, in the word. See, Kevin? It's not slavery. <laughs> the jerk gel. I need, I, need a, I need a little bot that just starts making an alarm whenever we start veering to that territory. Whenever Peter... <laughs> whenever Peter... We, we, <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the... This is the... This is the you're veering into slavery alarm. And it just starts going off. It's gonna do this anytime you think about doing slavery. It's not stopping. <laughs> I can't turn it off. Just place the gun on the repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... This episode, as I said, is called Whatever Happened to the Bot of Tomorrow. And do we want to start with you guys just role-playing on the ship before we dive right in? We kind of did a bit of that at the end of last session. What do you? Jump into the plot, I guess. Slash arriving at some place, maybe? Let's just dive right in. Mm-hmm. Alright, let me pause and we will begin. Like your, ship, happening. your ship answers a distress call for a, from a locally habited world in this solar system. Uh, it is not Cybertronian coded, but it is a distress signal. Like, people are asking for help. They're begging for help. And as you're coming into the solar system, like into the inner kind of inner system, uh, you can clearly see signs of combat taking place and an actual space fleet battle. There is a Class M world, you know, mostly water, full of organic carbon-based life. Uh, it has satellites and artificial satellites in orbit around it and a functioning space program. You don't really detect anything super advanced from them. In orbit around is about um, two to three hundred fighter type ships that are, you know, on the same scale as most organics. Uh, in the middle of a space battle against a your ship scaled giant machine skull. That's drones are coming out of its eye sockets and mouths. Well, uh, I'm just going to go out on a, on, a, on a limb there and say that's the, ba- the bad guy. They do make it easy for us. Now let's not be judgy. The mouth is opening up and like ships are flying out and shooting at, at the, the, the ships that have built a sort of like wall against the planet. I'm going to take this rare opportunity to be extremely judgy. Move in for interference. <laughs> Alright, Captain. Your crew's standing by. Alright. Alright, there's a battle system for being on a ship. There is, but you can also... I was just giving you the opportunity to do the little way. Red alert! All hands to battle stations. Yeah. War! War! Jack, quickly throw, throws you the emergency coffee flask. Excellent. She pops that open. Everyone to, bat- to battle stations. Uh, your lantern. Wee! 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 What's going on? Alright. In tune with all the lights everywhere. All the lights are like flashing red and strobe effects. Much Doesn't of, bother you guys. A bunch of mini cons pull out the bulbs, replace them with red ones. Just constantly doing it. Doesn't bother you guys. It's like a nightclub in here. It would give, it would give any human seizures. Well, for the club the enclosures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go into their lockups. <laughs> yeah, just trust me on. 
They did nice continue guys. this episode after many, many children watching it. <laughs> this episode's a lost episode. <laughs> they only get part two and three or whatever. He got you know. Alright. Your ship has come into the inner system. You see the giant skull vessel. It's broadcasting, of course. All of these ships are broadcasting signals and chatter, uh, which your uh, ECM is easily able to hack into and peer into because you're superior to all these species. Okay. So, you know, if you want to command lore or ask me questions, look closely, get an idea of what's going on in the battle, feel free. Uh, and of course, ships are like, you know, trying to ping signals off of you and stuff to understand what you are because they're noticing. Is the skill ship uh, transmitting any kind of like surrender message or like demand? It is essentially the standard Borg mes- message lower your shields and surrender. To be assimilated. Uh, yeah, basically, give up, allow us, uh, give up, uh, allow your system to be hard, allow your system to be harvested and added to the collection. Oh. Well, that doesn't sound very friendly. Yes. Like, it even has the message, too. Like, you hear, like, uh, this is the Brainiac Combine. Lower your shields, surrender, surrender your sample to the collective. Your, the rest of you will not be harmed. Looks like someone's conducting a gunboat diplomacy. Resistance will be met with extermination after sample extraction is complete. Alright. Definitely know who the bad guy is. Okay. Their ship is bigger than yours. Like, it looks like it's a mobile space station. Huh. Why did we repair cannons? Uh oh. Are you guys a little threadbare after the last two, three sessions in a row? Have we not done any any repairs or anything? You've never hung out with the community long enough to get a full rest. Nope. Why have you done this to us? <laughs> Probably means you won't be able to take down a space station in the first five minutes. Then. <laughs> Could we go on board? Uh, you get close to it and try if you want to try the, the manual option. Hmm. Anyway, you, there's information out there. You can choose to take moves together. Alright, I'm going to try to gather information, strategic information about this then. Okay, what sort of strategic information do you think you're looking for? Specifically weak points in the planet's defense uh, system that we could protect, uh, weak points on the ship that we're attacking that we could, you know, Sure. Um, also, the technology in the Defender fleet is markedly different from what that planet's giving off. So, to set it up, there are three parties currently. Oh, okay, so there's a defense force protecting them. Yeah, and they're markedly different from what the actual plan is, just from the information you're scanning and picking up. You know enough that there are three different factions, and two of them are fighting one. Maybe we should try to contact the uh, Defense Force and see if we can rally together. And I'm assuming you guys are just you know, flying as close as you can to the combat, because why wouldn't you? Alright, so as you're getting closer, the Defender ships, they're, again, basically, you know, I don't know how to describe it, they're just normal-sized, which isn't... Your size, because your size is gargantuan. They're medical sized. Well, yeah, they're 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 attack fighters, and uh, you know they're sleek, they're silver. They have like a whole scanner system built into the front of them. A lot of them are just kind of drifting from being damaged. The skull is laying out small, uh, like polyhedron shaped attack drones that clearly are just running on automatic systems, and they're fairly easy to destroy. But there's more of them. The station keeps producing them. Uh, and interspliced between those two, there seems to be ships from the planet itself, but they're big, bulky, slow. They seem a lot more like um, that species that you helped with the colony ship up, like pre-FTL, like pre-spacefaring civilization ship tech. But they're mounted with, like, 
actual weapon systems that seem a little more advanced. They're the only race that's been bootlifted. Alright. So, uh, anyone ever seen any, seen one of these giant skull things before? It's like a human skull, right? Or like humanoid skull? It looks kind of like a Cybertronian skull. It has three dots burrowed into its forehead. It's giving off telltale green Tron lines and stuff. Okay, now that's more worrisome. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Has anyone ever run into a Decepticon with that kind of uh, thematic going on? People are checking the known the, the, the war registry, you know, the wall, because there's basically a digital version of the wall of the fallen that catalogs dead people from the war. It's like, nothing's coming up. Hmm. Must be pre-war. I mean, most Decepticons quite ain't that big, uh, ain't that big and flying through space launching drones under the head. And not even like Botanica and the Titans are this big. This looks like an actual, like, megastructure. Mm-hmm. So, movements. So should we? You want me to try talking to one of these guys, or should we board? Or I mean, the weapons are kind of still wrecked. Uh, direct space battle would likely be a bad idea. Communication seems our best option right now. So should we punch in defenders then? Yeah. The load them. Okay. So how do you want to contact the defenders? Or what do you want to know about them? Do you want to look closely? And sensors say? I think we actually have a... Sure. This would be a good time to use ship, um, ship gear if we have any, because I've got a feeling we're going to be doing a rest after this. Well, sensors are already used up, but we have like nine points of ammo for guns. <laughs> Which is great if the guns weren't... Blown. I mean, the guns can work, can't they, even if they're damaged? Yeah. They just roll with unhope? Yep. Yes, the unhope. This man. Is there a way we could get advantage with that? I mean, can it just work together and then you'll have hope and it'll disable one hope? I guess, but I think uh, only the gunner can use the thing, so. Uh, but, you know, some of us have moves to give them guidance. Like a Jedi. <laughs> some of us! <laughs> you, you, like, kind of whisper in, like Obi Wan, shoot the weak point for massive damage. <laughs> I'm going to look closely. Alright, go for it. What are you doing to look closely, by the way? Just using your old man eyes, or... I'm going to use the sensor suite. Alright. I guess we can look closely, then. Or, like, two, you know, tapping into the Matrix and, like, using your map mysticism. Uh, I got eight. Alright, eight with, t with look closely. Uh, three questions from the list, but you're going to find an answer the hard way. Ask me three questions. And, like, there's explosions going on in the back stuff like your, your screens are lit up with this combat um is something hidden or out of place if so what looks suspicious the technology on the uh local planet systems looks cybertronian on the planet systems yeah the planet that's being defended by this fleet their big clunky dumb ships the weapon systems look distinctly cybertronian you think you see a warp cannon on one of them and it's being powered by their engines. Like, their reactors, they're giving it way more power than those ships would need, and they're powering, like, the, the, the weapon systems. It's one of the things giving them an edge in this fight. Mm. What will happen if I approach the planet? Um... You're gonna find that one of the hard one. What's your next one? Um... 
Tell me about the skull. What are they doing? What will they do next? All right, you start going through the uh, the electric countermeasure suite, which is basically passively hacking all these systems and ripping their logs and their data and their chatter, even planet side. And you're able to call together that within the last three years, this planet knew that this Brainiac was coming and have able to get a profile based on the defenders that are defending them. Uh, the Brainiac Combine is named for a gestalt artificial intelligent entity that travels between worlds to, to planets ripping out large portions of the planet into its own internal collection because it's trying to catalog the galaxy. Anyone who uh, resists uh, has their planet destroyed. But yeah, he, he's, the, the Brain Ant Combat basically comes to your world, demands one of your capital, most populated capital cities, and if you refuse, he wipes you out. That sounds like Grover. On the bigger. Did I base him off of one of the playbooks you're playing? <laughs> Suddenly everyone looks over at the collector, just like, what? I mean, if Ian was here, he'd be like, oh, I want to be something like that. Yeah, Ian would. He'd be like, oh boy, that sounds fun. What are ethics? <laughs> I want to be me, but bigger. Nothing could stop me from collecting specimens. Alright. Well, that means we can't really engage them right now because probably we'll be destroying uh, the collection and possibly millions of various species that have been collected in the universe. Oh, yeah, like Toronto, Vancouver, a densely populated capital city on the planet. Like, there's one for every planet they've ever attacked on that ship. Yup. So I guess that means we gotta board it. Or disable it. Do we have some non lethal weapon systems on this thing? I heft my girder. That essentially makes us a hostage situation, yes. Hmm. I just plucked them right out of the comics. Yeah. Exactly, so we can't just attack the ship because, you know, it's full of you know, little bottles full of people. I know it seems like I set this up, but I didn't remember that because he collects cities inside his ship that this would be a hostage situation. Like, it didn't... Those two wires never connect until this segment. Like, oh, yeah, you guys can't just kill him. It'd be super genocide. I mean, we could, but that's a totally different cartoon. I mean, if someone wants to be famous for destroying like so many different species at the one go. Well, Brainiac's famous, so that's why I, you know, if you're yeah. the guy who, like, fucking knocks his teeth out. Yeah, that, that's a totally... Because you're a little hobbit. Yeah, it's that's definitely... Dave versus Goliath's head. It's a flea on David versus Goliath's giant fucking head. I say we take the boys out there and we just we go in there and we hit it with a stick. Hit it with a stick. Well, hit it with a stick, uh, some explosives, uh, maybe drag over a couple safe shape charges. Let's ignore the idea of explosives on this ship that is full of possible... Uh, Possible specimen from various planets. I think this may be a boarding issue. If we can get on board and even knock out the weapon systems or the deployment systems, then we can maybe force a retreat. Well, that still leaves those captive captives there in the system. So, all right, decisive action now, guys. Let's take the ship in or take a shuttle, is what I say. Try to enter it with a shuttle, yeah. 
Any other suggestions? Porting it seems like the best option to me. Problem with the problem with a shuttle is your shuttles aren't that fast and are much more vulnerable than your giant ship. Oh wait, this thing's also enormous. Yeah, so we can just dock with this ship. Well, we could always ram into it. That <laughs> is a move. That literally happens in the movie. They crash the ship right into Unicron's goddamn eyeball. Use a Velsacalactica maneuver. If we ran the uh, area where drones are deploying, we would likely be fine. Just push right in. That's probably far away from the specimen jars. They likely wouldn't open fire within their own uh, deployment center as well. Alright, looks like we got a plan of action. Ramming speed. <laughs> Delete the wife. <laughs> Alright, who wants to roll the ram as you guys get in position and start picking up speed? Who's our navigator? Well, I'm the nav- navigator, but that's a pilot Sorry, job. pilot thing. Who's yeah. our pilot? We're always a pilot. <laughs> so yeah, maybe Devo needs to roll. <laughs> I mean, Kevin could just take over as the pilot. What's the uh, roll for ramming? Plus, plus, plus engines, I think. Or plus hull. What are those two? Uh, engines, prime. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you guys are basically warming, getting the ship ready to, for a maneuver. You're still at the sensor suite? Yeah, communication to be bounced off of you from the, the, the little ship defender fleet. I'll open frequencies. Okay, uh, you get a pop-up of a red eye going back across the screen. Um, oh. Extending out... Bogwee Gra Minibah! Bogwee Gra Minibah! Bogwee Bog... Universal greeting. I know. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm sending it back. This is Delta Five, leader of leader of this defense fleet. Are you here to offer render assistance? Bet your spark we are. Praise be to Primus. Praise be to the old machines. They're uh, they're clearing away. Like, their ships are starting to go behind your ship to use as, as cover. So, if we want to run directly, that's hull holding, and then the engineer yeah, finishes gonna... them with plus hull. I'm going to use a power. Use power. Uh, I'm going to kick in my one use of... Ah, oh, damn it. I did get that yeah, one. Yeah, you used it up. <laughs> I, it got blown up, yeah. In the very first session of the game. marooned. You guys have been so stripped of resources. No, just Mark. <laughs> I'm full. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Alright, so you got a small like wing of these fighters like following behind you using this cover trying to get close to the uh, to the mothership. Okay. Who's the here? Centurion. Oh, that's just an NPC. Hey, he's one of your named crew. So um as we go in. Uh, can we give an aid to this role by having uh, Master Blaster basically uh, uh, unload some missiles as uh, uh, fire off a bunch of like ECM missiles and penetration aids to make us difficult to target? So we... Well, first we need to create an advantage, and then we get to roll. Alright, create your advantage. Try to get it set up. Well, that would be creating the advantage, I think, causing that distraction. Alright, is it... Uh, and you finish with ramming? Is this, does this tie into ramming? Yeah, ramming is finish them. Ah, okay. So, yeah. Uh, You could, yeah, burn a bunch of your ammo to create that advantage. 
Oh, I got an idea. A terrible maybe, uh, maybe a roll? Yeah, I'm some sort some sort of move. Uh, we have so we have the comms open, right? Yeah. Uh, I hail the um I just like I go to the side one more time when I I hail a giant skull. Okay. Uh yeah, you get the a basically an image of the giant skull with the three like things drilled Hey, instead. how you doing there? This is the nice Brain- looking giant skull! This is the Brainiac Five shit what I call them, the Brainiac Combine. This is the Brainiac Five Combine. Jack, I'm up here. Yeah, we're gonna just, uh, your collector sounds wonderful. We'll be coming right in there to, 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 to deliver ourselves right into your collector. Identify. Yeah, we're the, uh, the... The East- 8-Track. Hmm? The 8-Track? Yeah, we're the 8-Track. You must have heard of us. We're a big, big city, capital stuff. We got, got a bunch of organics on board, lots of stuff to add to your collector. I'm gonna roll, so I'm rolling, using talk a move sense. actually here. Oh. I am, yeah, I'm using, going to talk sense, and I'm painfully lying. Out of my ass. What you got to talk sense? So I have, uh, what's the name of that skill? Talk nonsense. Uh, so what's happening? when I'm bullshitting with a straight face, roll courage for, uh, for nonsense. And I got a nine. What's that mean? Uh, talk sense? Yeah. You owe them a favor. <laughs> well, they do as we ask. Okay. What do, you, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Um, so basically, they're gonna they're gonna treat us as oh they're coming in to join in. Okay, we don't have to shoot them. Like that that seems legit. This 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 tracks. All right, yeah. yeah he starts talking about the Tyrus Accord and uh, Cybertronian arms treaties and like <laughs> opens up some of the drones open up a clearer area for you to like drive through because he's not really concerned with this conflict. So he's definitely gonna entertain Cybertronian dignitaries. Now we can't stab him in the face upon first meeting him. But, I mean, you uh, definitely can. We, I just said he's through. gonna entertain you. <laughs> it, is honk, honk. <laughs> it is entertaining. This oh. will entertain us. All right, ramming speed. <laughs> All right, is that the advantage with talk sense? I guess. Yeah, sure. That's that was. He wasn't planning on going along with it. So. All right. So you create the advantage. Plus one. Who would like to roll? I think that's gonna be the chain way. It's my way or the Skyway. <laughs> the right way, the wrong way, and the Skyway. Hollows plus one. Excuse me while I kiss the sky. It's negative result when you hold rolls for me. So, plus hold? Yep. Yep. Here, while you're figuring that out, let me... Alright, we're back. Right now, no music. Okay, the skull ship in the sky opens up, you know, to allow you to, you know, dock with it and whatnot. Uh, and you just crank your engines down a bit, and then, you know, pop them, heat them, immediately go into a full-on fuel burn, and fly directly into the mouth where the drone's hangers are, uh, crashing into it in a spectacular green energon explosion. Hyperspace run. Uh, there is a series of explosions from the jaw as the ship's, like, anti-grav system starts pulling back as parts of the bottom jaw detach just a bit unhinged. And your ship, you know, drifts sideways out of, like, all the ligature and, like, bone structure. Alright, has- Your hull is scarred! Turning on the comm. Oops! Broke your stupid crap, moron! The, uh, the ship is retreating and the drones are self-destructing. Oh. Because they're drones. That's what they do. Do you want to stop inside of the ship so we can board it? It's not destroyed. It. It's just backing the fuck off. We stopped. <laughs> We're so definitely boarding. 
Yeah, uh, Jack him up will uh, quickly, you know, jump out because that's he's leading the muscle on the ship, and so. Oh no! It it's pushing you guys away and receding away. Oh, okay. It's retreating. Told you. We really have rounded it so hard. We popped it one in the mouth. <laughs> it sends a final message about it'll take this into consideration regarding uh, regarding treaties and whatnot, and uh, it, it recedes into a nearby gas giant. If you like doing that. Gas giants are just like nature's cover. They're nature's shadows to hide in. You're getting hails. Pop open the comms. You're being thanked, greeted, there's cheering, you know, the wounded are being gathered up. And then shot. <laughs> this is a class fascist civilization you managed to say. Why is this the default? When did this become our default? A long, long time ago, the gods are far, far away. So yeah, what do you want to do now? Like, you're being hailed and stuff, and like, people are, are, like, asking you to come on in for talking. Gladly. The local, uh, the local alien civilization, you know, that belongs to the planet, uh, you get a, a woman in, like, clearly looks like a military uniform, being like, you must be the Cybertronians. We've been awaiting this day forever. You're, you're finally here. Oh, it seems we arrived just in time. You always seem to. They're uh, they're sending you coordinates for like a like a delegation party. You've uh, had Cybertronians here before. You could say that. We want to keep it a surprise. Well, well, I do like surprises. Let's all keep them waiting. Ramming speed <laughs> <laughs> through the planet. <laughs> Warp speed. The uh, the alien ships that were defending this planet kind of like go information around you and start like sending updates, communications. That that leader Delta Five uh, comes back onto the con. Thank you for your assistance in deflect in uh, routing Brainiac, the Brainiac Combine. Yeah, they will be back. Assistance. We've bought <laughs> ourselves some time. The situation on this, we understand that you often come into these situations half cocked. It, there's some complexities involved. Uh, we'll debrief you after you meet the locals on the surface. I believe you'll find that we're all fully cocked. <laughs> of course, old machine. <laughs> but you can count Delta Five uh, of the Cylon Defense Corps as one of your allies. <laughs> Those uh. ships are cybernetic. Like, the actual ships have, like, a large living biological mass in the center wired up with machinery. They're large flying brains. After uh, the comms, comms are down, just, I know, something tells me about that guy. He got a plan. An unholy abomination. <laughs> well, you, you get basic details about it. The Silent Defense Corps is an inter-systems planetary uh, defense fleet for, like, helping allied worlds of the inter-system hegemony. I don't know if that lights up any lights in your head, but you can say. But they're basically the peacekeeping corps. Yeah, weren't they? Were we dealing with them last time? No, you're dealing with the people they're at war with, the Star League, um... decades ago. I was amazed we didn't encounter any battle mechs fighting Star League. I know, right? I mean, you did. They had the little battle mechs for the little people, just oh. like an Avatar. They had them. They had like Novas and Jenners. All right. 
so yeah, uh, they'll give you coordinates. You guys gonna get together in a way team? Dock in orbit? Yes, us. And All scream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Victory screams. <coughs> So are we going to have a situation where we all, like, walk up to a podium taking up the entire thing and, like, they have to get, like, a, a jet pack to put tiny little undersized... When you said walk up to a podium, I just imagine the Washington Mall and you walk up to the Statue of Abe Lincoln, lift him out of the chair and hug him and sit down. <laughs> like Megatron did in one of the cartoons. He does that. I mean, that's Megatron, but... It's gonna, you're going to go there and they're going to have, like, giant statues of Megatron everywhere and you're going to be like, no, it was Earth all along! <laughs> All right, let me, let me pause. Okay, so this world is a Pangaean continent uh, covered with the rest of the surface in water and small archipelagos and island chains. It has a north and south pole. They look like they're good spirits. Um, who here is interested in planet-based stuff? Like, what do you mean planet Knowing about stuff? the world, you know, asking questions about it. I mean, it's kind of important, so yeah. Now, what, what kind of things are you interested in knowing about this world as you're, like, getting ready to kind of come on in and land? What kind of cities are there? Ah, cities fall into two distinct categories. There seems to be a uh, series of nation states that have started to grow closer together over time. Like you can tell they used to be, just from, you know, yeah. pictures, you can tell, like from the research, you can tell they used to be pretty far apart. They've been slowly kind of moving together and kind of building up on themselves. They look sleek, advanced, modern, made of steel and reflective surfaces, and almost have, yeah, kind of a Cybertronian look to them in that they look like, like, like a future city. Um, lots of renewable energy, solar panels, hydroelectricity, um, nuclear power plants, but the power, the atomic power plants are running on what looks like cold fusion, which is several jumps more than what you expect. The other, ci the other uh, city types are more spread out um, and aren't really part of this, and they look like they're more industrial age slash like starting atomic age. Hmm. Any really big, obvious military structures or, or like super projects on the planet that be everywhere? They, they, there's like long-range telescopes. It looks like there's uh, space elevators they're starting to build that can carry equipment into low orbit. Um, they're both of these types of cities and kind of divisions are full of military bases. Um, the the major sort of atomic gleaming cities look less militarized though. And it looks like, in fact, it looks like they've gone through a complete urban renewal, like. They don't have large vehicles on the surface. They, they, their streets are smaller to allow pedestrian traffic. They're building up and reducing urban sprawl. Uh, they have dense like um, arcology technology going in for like vertical farming and like land restoration. Hmm. Seems there's a big divide here. Anyone else? So just what the looks of the planet are or yeah, looks at the planet, questions about architecture, chatter, media. You guys can, you guys are advanced. You can do the whole Star Trek thing with tricorders and figure out a lot fast. What's the form of government? So the best you can kind of glean when using him as a translator is that the more advanced state seems to be some sort of beginning post-scarcity socialist utopia, quote-unquote, uh, where they're just starting to kind of throw off the idea of national identity and become like one big planetary government. And it's being hindered by several states that aren't merging in and are keeping towards either uh, democracy with a military junta or straight up just like uh, capitalist-based democracy that just doesn't want to become a part of a League of Nations because they believe national identity is important to their identity and their culture and they don't want to lose that. There's other stuff, but the, the, you can't really pick on those nuances. 
Agenda 31. What are the... What do the aliens look like? Aliens look like humans with uh, like black and gold skin and three eyes. Standard Star Trek makeup race. I just took like a bunch of five dollar googly eyes and a little, a little, a little. Three eyes. It looks like the brainiac. I wonder. Anything else? So these are just one race across the whole planet, two different races. That's right. No Cybertronian signs or anything like that on the planet? Other than their technology looking eerily similar but not actually integrating it, no. Hmm. Do they use robotics at all? Like, Okay, so from just scanning through their databases, the Atomic Age place used to use walker tanks, like big mechanical battle mechs, and it looks like in the last... 30 years, that just kind of stopped suddenly, and they transitioned totally to unmanned defense systems and, like, um, you know, building more on passive defenses and diplomacy rather than trying to do outward-facing military. And they've also basically switched over from aeronautics directly to astronautics and starting to pick up and become a spacefaring society. So their ecology is already not, not obviously not like smashed, completely smashed. So no, they look fine. Um, no nuclear sites or anything like that. The planet or... is covered in signs of world wars. It looks like maybe 40, 50 years ago there was a massive conflict on this world that scarred a good deal of it. And then, and it, obviously, we'd be really to stop those nuclear. Oh yeah, it's still there. Like the, yeah. there, there are sites that are still hot. Hell of a recovery. Wondering how much of that was the intervention of our uh, spacefaring friends up there. I'm just wondering what this surprise is. And only one race on the planet, right? Yeah, one unified kind of species. They're all part of the biosphere. I guess we'll Maybe their world war didn't last for a couple million years. Amateurs. Yeah, that war lasted like less than a decade before it went hot. It's like nothing. Anyway, you land. Um, there's a lot of fanfare. There's like uh, you know, like parades. There's people here. You can see that there's clearly their 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 version of a news crew or like a sort of public social crew to like tell the world what's going on. Um, it looks like you're not the first aliens to arrive, so they're not doing the whole you know we are not you know we are not alone and they look nothing like us kind of speech. That's that's already happened a few times. Um, but they, 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 they have Cybertronian heraldry and symbols they've brought out for this, but it's all degraded, it's, it looks wrong, like it's not right at all. It's, it's clearly like spelled wrong, the heraldry's not being used right, the coloring system's bad, like... It looks like they got it secondhand, but a lot of this stuff looks old, like maybe 40, 50 years. Spacefaring craters dropping it off perhaps? Maybe, yeah, they could have heard about you guys from other aliens, it's not impossible. Especially if you had a presence here thousands and thousands of years ago during the Knights of Cybertron age. Well, it's cute that they try. <laughs> Pretenders. Yeah, there's there seems to be, um, it looks like, you know that their version of a world leader is called the First Citizen. Or, a, you know, as close as they can get, they're not quite a whole world government yet. Yeah, they're all here to meet you. Uh, so, like, when your shuttle lands and opens and, like, the little, you know, tongue... Walking bridge comes down. There's cheering, fireworks. People release doves. Don't don't do Mars attacks. <laughs> don't do it, Kevin. The intergalactic sign for war. 
<laughs> Peace among worlds. Peace among worlds. <laughs> yeah, as you guys are coming out, the first citizen, a uh, woman, she looks maybe in the middle age of their species. Um, uh, some cybernetic augmentation, but it looks like it's medicinal. Like, not like they've been augmented to be better, but to catch up for problems. Um, is there on the ground, not up to meet you. Looks like they're making no attempt to meet you at face height. Um, and like, as you're coming out, you know, she's giving this, she, she, she started a speech to the people as you guys were landing. And she's like, I understand it's customary to give the universal, uh, the universal green of friendship and peace among worlds, but we thought it'd be more appropriate to make it just a bit more personalized for you now that you're finally here. And they gesture to a large sort of APC unit that's like blue and white and kind of shiny and looks like very ceramic and iPod almost it. It opens up and a Cybertronian walks out. They're about Jack'em-up's height. Uh, blue, gold, they have a very rounded body pattern to them. Uh, no Autobot Decepticon symbol. Energon lines going through them, but you're going to notice stuff about that later. And uh, yeah, he walks up with, a, with a, like a sort of like... United Nations flag in his hand and uh, like a large machine ball in the other and walks up to you guys, plants the flag, puts out his hand to all of you, but you because you're the leader. Bogwee Broad Mom Minigaw. <laughs> I'm gonna take that hand and shake it. And yeah. repeat that. But... He uh, hands you the orb. Peace. The orb? Yeah, he has an orb in one hand and a flag in the other. Ah, right, yeah. He I'll gives you a pat on the back. I'm so happy you're here, brother. Uh, pleasure to meet you, too. Yeah, everyone's cheering, clapping, pictures are being taken. You know, he gives, like, a salute to the people. I was wondering, is there an actual Cybertronian or hooray and stuff? Yeah, I want to look closely. Sure, yeah, in this split second, you being an ancient doctor. Yeah, the two of us are looking closely, so roll yeah. the Pope. Yeah, you're both, you're both, you know, talking in, in Cybertronian chatter. Oops. Yeah, that's over oh. ten. Okay, you got three questions. Throw them at me. Um, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, I like, well... Don't ask who's this guy, they're going to tell you who this guy is. Suspicious or out of place about him. What are they oh man, as a doctor, there's a bunch of stuff suspicious about him. He looks like he's suffering from protoform um, malnutrition. So what happens when protoform, when Cybertrons are born, their spark creates a living metal around them that forms into what they'll be eventually, and like midwives have to help them kind of get into shape. Uh, if they're not tended to and not given enough energon from Cybertron, the protoform usually comes out deformed and weakened and much less capable than a normal Cybertronian. And that's like a lifelong condition. Like once you have it, you, you're like that. There's a bunch of Autobots and Decepticons that did suffer from that in the later days of the war. You know, when the autocracy fell and the planet was scarred forever. And he's definitely suffering from it. Like, he's smaller than he should be based on what you think his, his alt form should be, but you can tell he doesn't have any kibble, which means he probably doesn't have an alt form, which is another sign of, uh, of protoform malnutrition. Uh, and the Energon lines, you can see the telltale markings that he has uh, Energon poisoning. Usually comes from a uh, Cybertronian feeding off of uh, impure conversions. If you're on an alien planet, you can sometimes set up a system to convert their local energy into energon, but it's not the same, and if you do it wrong, it'll poison and kill you. So this guy's never had access to a good supply of energon. Pretty much. And again, it's like a starving person. If you give it to them right off the bat, it could just kill them and, like, you know, burst their spark. 
you gotta do it gradually. Like, uh, there's people who are starving, and they have to feed them slowly over some time to bring them back up to speed. Well, good thing we have a doctor on board that knows this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the material he's made of, too, looks flimsy. It doesn't look like Cybertronian protoform flesh. It looks like it's local materials. But you can see that, that telltale kind of, like, hexagonal growth where it's starting to be reclaimed into Cybertronian metal. There's just, there's problems all over this guy. So it looks like he might have maybe been hobbled together. Maybe. Or at the very least, he certainly didn't have a blacksmith or a midwife birth. Um, what's going on here? What do my senses tell me? Uh, this is the middle of a huge celebration. Everyone here knows about you through the lens of this guy. Mm-hmm. You just tell. Like, all the iconography, the way his body's shaped, like that kind of, like, almost rounded kind of iPod aesthetic is very much their aesthetic, and they were kind of expecting you guys to look like him. Like, the depictions of what other Cybertrons could look like. Like, they have, like, a Voyager plaque they've set up and stuff. That ball you have is their Voyager plaque. Like, there's their whole planet's history on it and stuff, and, like, the depictions of what you would look like looks a lot like what he would look like. Maybe a question. No Autobar Decepticon iconography at all. Is this guy trying to, like, judging from what's going on here, and it's kind of, like, everything he's been saying has been off. Um... Was he born here? Does he have no knowledge of Cybertronian or very limited, only the very the, the kind of firmware thing it's born with? I don't think he had that. That that is a big problem too. Protoforms uh, have to naturally be taught through like you have to kind of hook up to their mind and guide them through you know staging their mind to be Cybertronian. Yeah, but if you wanted to ask a question that kind of confirms that, maybe. Yeah. Um, does it look like he was created here? He doesn't look like he's been socialized properly. Properly. He doesn't move right, he doesn't talk right, he doesn't emote at you properly. Like, it's like talking to someone whose face is all messed up and, and isn't matching their expressions to what you'd expect. When he's talking and he's happy, he sometimes looks mad or afraid, but like, he's not socialized. He doesn't know how he's supposed to look. Cybertronians naturally change. Their T-Gog lets them change their form over time. That's why you can look at a G1 boxy robot, or you can look like, you know, a Transformers Prime sleek robot, or you can look like a video game character. Like. You guys change over time to represent what you feel like on the inside. Unless, of course, someone chops off your head and replaces it with a big metal plate. Yeah, change exactly. Over time. So, like, it, it looks like he doesn't really know how to shape himself. He doesn't really... He's not been socialized. Like, that confirms it. A wild blink. blink. Maybe he, like, crashed here with all, like, brain damage or something. He just doesn't remember. Is this guy no. Um, if you want to infer it from the environment, I can give it to you, but he's going to, like, introduce himself to you and talk to you. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's... Yeah, unless you want any more kind of clarifications, that's pretty much the, the fucking info dump you're getting from this guy. Okay. That's the thing, too. Like, I'm saying guy, but even the way he's presenting with the way he's been put together isn't any of the main sort of, like, gender presentations Cybertronians do in their society. It's like he doesn't know how. Like, Cybertrons can do so, yeah, They can I, be male, they can be female, they can be, you know, somewhere on the spectrum, you know. I'm the smallest, uh, the smallest guy, guy, you know, like, bought here. And uh, I've got the micro things. Yeah, he's you-sized. Yeah, I'll, I'll step forward and shake his hands. Hey, Jackama, how you doing? I'm doing well. This is a good day. A monumental step forward. Man. He, like, kind of gives you, like, a shoulder pat. Yeah, I will not return it because I... No, he's, like, shaking your hand and be like, yeah, he's, he's very handsome. Skyway just kind of glances over at uh, names you and uh, just kind of like Amble, Amble, right? 
and just kind of raises a brow ridge. It's like, something's wrong here. <laughs> like, kind of questioning. Do we have, like, internal comms? Yeah. Fine. Though. You can whisper and no one will hear you. <laughs> yeah, this guy's all kind of messed up. Looks like he uh, wasn't born right, didn't grow up right. He's got uh, energon poisoning. All kinds of things wrong with him. Here's a question, Devin. Um, is This is a, a Autobot lore sure. question, I guess. Uh, is, is it a common, like... Is this something that happens to uh, Autobots that are born on other planets? Like, does it that doesn't happen? really happen. Autobots can't be born on other planets. The Cybertrons can't be born on other planets. You can only be born on Cybertron because that's the only place sparks come from. Hmm. Unless something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Like even Cybertron's uh, second moon, Luna 2, because the little one I've been missing, don't ask about it. Um, it had hot spots for its sparks, but even they weren't as numerous as Cybertron ones. Hmm. So I'll, I'll just basically just find out. So, uh, I gotta ask, uh, how'd you get here? That's quite a story. He, like, sees, like, waving to the cloud. Or to the crowd. <laughs> well, we have a chance to... We'll have a chance to sit down and talk later. I'm sure you want to know a lot about me. I want to know a lot about you. Yeah, well, we got nothing but time until uh, until the big skull puts itself back together. Yes, Brainiac Five must be stopped, no matter the cost. We hey. will gladly aid in that effort. So yeah, the the leader of the world comes out. Like, I'm gonna gloss over a bit because she does the whole politician thing. You know, wants to invite you to stay here for a bit, catch yourself up, meet Icon, which is his name. Um, obviously, you have a lot to catch up on, and they'll just you know they'll. They want to meet you. You're aliens, and they've been expecting you forever. So, you know, but, you know, there's photo ops, people are talking. Some people ask some, like, softball questions, like, oh, let's do a question each for the interviewer, like, just to represent, like, snippets of it. So, like, um, all right. This is just an interviewer. Your designation is Jackalope, right? You got it. On your world, uh, what is... What villains have you fought? Uh-huh. Uh, personally, the last last person. What the hell was like a scorpion or was it Waspinator? Waspinator. Oh, uh, last one I, I went to a big fight with was Waspinator. Uh, so I basically give this rough description, exaggerating it like massively because although you really don't. Here's a hologram of them. Yeah, except it's been like increased in yeah. size and it's used the anglerfish. It's been like digitally altered, so like he's looking at me and is like cowering. You know, they're into it. Yeah. Is Waspinator your nemesis? Says, oh yeah, I, I guess he'd probably consider me his nemesis. I don't know about him though, I mean... <laughs> the end of the day, he's just a very confused robot that's gotta be- or a confused Cybertronian that's gotta be set right, but... You know, scumb scumbags like him are a dime a dozen. Excellent. Yeah. Alright, Skyway. Uh, another reporter. Mm -hmm. You're, you seem to be the leader of this group. Are you the leader of all of the, uh, the Cybertronians? <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't say that, but I did have a very important position back on uh, Cybertron. Much like our first citizen? Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> they all kind of nod. Yeah. 
if you were uh, if you were to suggest any sort of uh, if you were to make a suggestion for our society and our culture as we move towards the stars and becoming part of the larger galactic community, what would that be? Oh, I wouldn't presume to tell another civilization how to live their lives, but I suppose if I would, I always reach out, I always offer a, an olive branch. What's going on the plaque on the statue? Never make an enemy when you can make a friend, even if that friend may have to come further in the future. Yeah, I love that. That's great. You're designated Ample? Yeah. What is your primary... Um, Profession, other than, of course, you know, uh, fighting evil. I'm a doctor. Uh, your people can be injured? Very much so. Um, what, uh, what is it like to take care of your kind? Uh, it's largely a thankless job. Someone in the crowd who looks like they're military medical kind of like smirks. I'm just imagining like there's like a sudden flashback of like of like Cybertronians screaming as like shells are falling, they're you being like dragged in. Yeah. You cut well, it's probably less squishy than you what well, you have to deal with. The theme from MASH starts playing oh in the in God. The... Shut up, radar. We should definitely tell them Yes. Alright. If you were to give um any sort of professional advice to the healers of our world, what would it be? Triage. You know, I like that. Because I'm going to write an article about that. Like, triage, <laughs> the most important thing. Yeah. Alright. Um, what is your designation? Like, these aren't all one after the other. This is like hours apart. I'm Small snippets. I'm the Vida of Null Space. What does that entail? Well, originally I was an avatar of Solomon, the Wisdom Incarnate, one of the hands of Primus. What is Primus? Well, Primus is our god creator. Does he have anything to do with, they check their notes, Sentinel Prime? Your uh, religious figure? Who was Sentinel Prime? Sentinel Prime was the last Prime before Optimus. Well... I guess start giving the lowdown of like, oh, where's those you know, prime? <laughs> you try to you try to tree it down for them, and they're yeah. like, oh, oh. Work chart. Yeah, they're super interesting. Yeah. We always assume that Sentinel Prime is your original creator, your, your, your creation figure. Well, far from it. Recontextualize a lot for them. Anyway, that wraps up. Everyone's happy. You know, there, there's stuff they have to do. They have wounded to tend to. You know, ships are being taken out of orbit to be repaired on the. Uh, space elevator so yeah uh, unless you guys want to do anything here in this meeting or want to say anything definitive they're gonna transition uh to icon's sort of uh base of operations which is big enough for him by extension big enough for you so his name is icon yeah i, I mentioned that earlier yeah that's it though i guess like it was the first citizen's name Oh, they don't have any once they become first citizen. Ah. There's also other things that happen when they become first citizen, but we can get that Sure thing. Well, so, uh, if you want to call down some, some stuff from, uh, from Boilermaker, or maybe open up my, uh, uh, my last ration pack. Hmm. I think they'd require more of a medical 
You're talking about healing icon? Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for the bad for the, He's done a pretty good good job on No, you can, you can't just give him pure energon. It's gonna send his system into a state of shock. We gotta set up a slow kind of IV drip back on the ship. But don't worry, we'll uh, we'll nurse him back to health. Yeah, it feels like he's, uh, he's, he's doing. Uh, it feels like he's doing for a, doing for a good time. Yeah, we'll see. Whoa, 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 sorry. <laughs> a little exciting there. Too much action for this poor little guy. So we'll scene swipe. Uh, Icon's base of operations is um, further away from the capital. It's kind of in a more, one of those more militarized defended areas. It's a bunker that's kind of built in the same way he is, that kind of Apple design, like that iPod design. It's all very smooth and white with blue lines and stuff on it. Um, and yeah, it's big enough for him. There, he has a support crew that General you saw on the comms earlier is here. It looks like they're, uh, she's his main handler. Uh, and he invites you in. It's like a big hangar bay for little people, but also for him to like be in. Like, there's even like a basketball court basically. People sized or him sized? Him sized. Oh my god. Like there's like an exercise room and stuff. Like, yeah, it almost looks like the the the, the relaxing areas of your ship, but from this alien's perspective of how they would do that. Mm -hmm. Like a big junkyard bit of like engine blocks and stuff smashed into a ball for him to like practice with. You know, scrapped military vehicles to use as like punching bags. Neat. But yeah, he like, uh, yeah, he, he comes on in. This is my home. This is uh, Icon Base One. <clears throat> you have more than one? Uh, on several parts of the continent and one suborbital, just in case for resupply, repair, emergency situations. Uh, base two is in the far northern uh, ice sheets, just in case there's any sort of vessels or crashes that come in through the atmosphere. So it uh, looks like you uh, gave this uh, place a bit of a bootstrap. Like, uh, y you helped them out. Oh no, they helped me out. They found you. Where did they find you, exactly? I crashed you. So where from are you hailing? I don't know. I was born here. As I'm told, uh, some time ago, uh, a skate pod or a vessel containing me crashed here. Descriptions of the family that found me say that it was a sort of flowing, water-like silver material. A stasis pod. Protoforms. Um, they covered it up and left it on their property. In a few cycles, uh, a few turns of this planet's sun, it started to solidify, and I came out of it. I think from the records of my pod, uh, I was able to determine that I wasn't from this world. My people come from far away, and they're explorers and scientists. Peacekeepers. <coughs> I took my name after the, the capital, Icon. Uh, okay, so my character my character basically uh, has like a little bit of a, a note here and... Uh, he, he, he points to the symbol that kind of like the, he has on his chest that looks like a plug almost. Oh, uh, now you look at it, yeah, it's, it's like a mirrored symbol for the capital of Icon, but he's like, it's not right. Yeah. It's the capital. It means hope. 
Hmm. So that was a long time ago. <clears throat> I mean, so still is the capital. <laughs> Just cue back. <laughs> <laughs> the last game where you guys were fighting. Remember they dug up Iacon with the Reaper ships and his character's being blown in half. Tarantulas is on fire screaming at you guys. <laughs> it's a nightmare. There's blood everywhere. We don't have any better, you know... <laughs> Capital, so it's still the capital. Inspired by the records I could find on my escape pod and the kindness of the family that took me and showed me, I decided to become a protector of my ho new home. I assume you've been quite helpful in helping unite this world together. This world suffered many calamities and problems. Some of them homegrown, but many of them came from the scars like I did, and I was the only thing they could turn to. Strange living monsters would, some, would fall from space. Um, sometimes they'd infiltrate our people as, as pretenders of some sort. Um, other times, living machines would come here and they, they'd be looking to harvest this place for its resources. Those infiltrators. Um, I'm going to bring up images of the. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. That's it? Yeah, Tyranids. Okay, that's something we're going to have to speak with your, uh, your people about. Once we established contact with the Greater Galactic Community, we were able to find a more surefire way of routing them out and moving them. Even the nations not part of the Coalition have benefited from this and allowed us to, to help them root out this infestation. And well, it, once that started happening, they started to send their titans, and I'm always up for a, I'm always up for a game of fisticuffs. Well, he's talking, I'm just going to start giving him a physical... I'm yeah, oh like, man, he's... for permission, I'm just gonna... Yeah, that's fine. He, he's used to handsy doctors. <laughs> he's a soldier, so he's just kind of like, you know, you're lifting his arm and stuff. Oh, he's messed up. He's, his body's covered in what would be close to scar tissue. It looks like they've put him back together a bunch of times. Amateurs. <laughs> like acid marks, tearing, crushing, energy weapons, the whole deal. Looks like you could use a little bit of work here. Well, the doctors here are skilled and merciful and compassionate, but they don't quite have the... They might not have the hands for it. Yeah, I doubt they have much experience with Cybertronians. They did the best they could. They were able to... Once I showed a, a sort of need for energy, for fuel, for, for some sort of... I need to take in. They're able to retrofit a lot of their infrastructure to feed me. I'm gonna pull out some of my energy on and like hook him up to like an IV drip. Yeah, sure. You put like a little pack on his shoulder that'll slowly kind of. Yep. He's like, mmm, it's warm. Hey, this is the good stuff. Yeah, just take it easy. Uh, let it flow into you. Thank you, Doctor. It'll, uh, it'll give you the energy you need to convert some of that metal into Cybertronian alloys as well. We, we notice that effect. Any technology that seems to be grafted to me eventually becomes part of me. This will accelerate that process. Hmm. I suspected there was some sort of component to that, but without records, it was hard to say what was real and what was just a cause of the crash. Do you have any more questions for me? I have so many for you. Ask away. 
What's our world like? Does it look like the atomic cities or different, larger? Is it? Does it have water? I've noticed that uh, the hydrogen oxygen is is corrosive to my makeup. But do we have that on our world? We don't. It's a dangerous substance. We uh, avoid it as best we can when we have to land on out, uh, other planets. How many worlds are in our uh, are, are are in our protectorate? You're so sad that thinks that Cybertronians are this like. How far away is home? Federation. Far away. We've been on a long journey since since Cybertron fell. What do, you, what do you mean? It fell. Our civil war has left our planet long destroyed. It's a dire revelation. I'm sorry, I imagine you had many high hopes for what, what your homeworld might have been like. Hope is what drives us forward, and any society, even one that is based on compassion and mercy, can often fall to its own worst angels, if not properly protected and guarded. It isn't shameful that that happened to our world, it just makes us all the more human. He says the equivalent of human for their society. But you get, you get the point. Yeah. We're not gods. Unfortunately not. But no, Cybertron still exists. It's out there. It's simply not habitable for anything but the continuing war or whatever lingers there. The, the records of my pod mentioned a, a sort of planetary uprising, but it was long in the past. You still have your pod around. Yeah, like they'll, he'll bring you. It's in the structure here. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a protoform pod. Yeah. I guess... It's been hacked apart, and some of their tech's been, like, grafted onto it and stuff to, like, reverse engineer technology. So I guess, like, so you check its record from, like, oh, when was it launched and so on. It looks like this protoform was part of a colony ship sent by the Knights of Cybertron. Oh. Um, its data was probably just from around the time the autocracy rose up. Maybe one of the last bit great missions to seed life in the galaxy. Uh, I'll look over at, uh, at, uh, oh, hang on. Uh, no, you see all this? Point to Jackabob sort of like raises his like spinny kind of claw hands and the fact that he's got like a plate for a head. Yeah, the government, uh, after that, that that revolution, the uh, uh, there was kind of a growing discontent, discontent and the government exactly uh, didn't exactly, uh, wasn't exactly all roses for everyone on there. And eventually the whole thing went incredibly bad. Uh, there was a gr another group showed up Basically, we all split into two, two factions. The the Autobots. I've noticed you all share heraldry. It's uh, different from mine. Is that the city you're from? It's the good guys. Mm. If only things were that simple. I mean, the when the when Megatron started uh, started his rebellion, it was originally they they sure they looked like the good the good guys. At least they claim to be, but the stuff they do. Let me tell you something. The first thing I thought, saw when I saw the giant, giant skull over there was if it was some sort of Decepticon. Uh, Decepticon. The first thing I saw when I saw those Cylons up there was maybe there was some sort of small and primitive uh, Autobots. 
we're usually the ones doing the defending. So you are protectors. I come from protectors. Yes. We are. Speaking of factions, what's the divide in this planet? It's complicated, my friends. I am ashamed to say that there isn't quite as there isn't quite the unity we had hoped for here. After my arrival, the idea that alien life existed galvanized many of the nations here into uniting under one banner for a greater tomorrow. And I'm told it was my actions that sort of that helped bring about this revolution. But some see it as a destabilization of their lives and being subsumed into a collective that doesn't care about them. You're currently in what amounts to the capital of the Atomic Coalition, a society building itself towards a, a sort of idealized future where everyone is equal and everyone is cared for and taken care of. Those on the outskirts, like the, the, the ones who are not part of the Coalition, there, there are a few of them, they don't ally with themselves except in opposition to us. Though no shots are being fired, there, there hasn't been a planetary war in decades. But the, the most relevant would be the nation of Rao. They still, they still believe that uh, the only thing that is worth value is effort and work, despite your circumstances. They they run on the idea of earning your life, like you take something from a man. It's it's a complicated situation, and they don't like to be stepped on. Snacks. You hear like a what, giggle from somewhere in here, like a, <laughs> where are you hiding? And like from the shadows, one of their children skitters out, but he's like in rags and has like a page boy cap. It's like they don't like being stepped on, but their tanks sure do crack. It's like a little tiny organic. You seem to have a little. Gremlin in the air. He like raises his hand gingerly so he can climb on. Oh, this is my son, Tim Tom. I adopted him. Well, that raises my questions. questions. <laughs> You're the family, aren't you? I'm doing your accent now, it looks like. It looks like I just picked it up. <laughs> More or less. Aw oh, man, you must be anti Skyway then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that long <laughs> silence. Oh. I keep forgetting that you look like fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cosmos. That little UFO guy with a UFO alt form. Who went to the UFO form? Looks like that, yeah. She's not a round fat thing. Oh, you don't look, you don't look like a nice <laughs> no. color of Cosmos? My God. <laughs> In my mind, you were. Like, you with, like, the big cylinder head and, like, the, the pacifier, like, voice calm. Goodness. Look how Cosmos looks like. It's great. He looks like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He's great. He's, like, my favorite. I almost had him in season one, but it just it didn't come up. But yes, that is me. Nice I'm... to meet you. I'm Tim Tom. So you are. Me and the big guy here go way back. He saved me from a few scrapes. I've also, you know, I've taken his iron out of the smelter, if you know what I mean. Eh? Eh? Yes, yes. You certainly have. And he just kind of puts him down on like a little, like, walkway. An organic child. Interesting relation. He was a victim of uh, one of the last major conflicts here. Lost his family, so. 
Jesus fucking Jimmy. Yes, he's Jimmy Olsen. Olsen yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your best pal. He is. It is his best pal. No, that's exactly what he is. I'm not being subtle, guys. <laughs> his name's Brainiac. Yes. <sighs> what brings you to our world? How did you find us? Did you were, were you looking for me? We were passing by and we heard some distress hails. But you didn't know I was here? Unfortunately, no. You came as an immense surprise. I saw your work out on the battlefield. I was on one of the command cruisers trying to aim the weapons and man the turrets. I'm not quite uh, graded for space combat yet. He was basically on one of the orbital platforms. Oh yeah, let me ask you about those guys. Uh, uh, the, those friendly fellows up in the uh, up in the sky. They're the Cylons. The Cylon Defense Force. They showed up some years ago. Uh, no, there, there was a mix-up, but they have it. They they they've been fairly reliable allies. Uh, techno organics, right? We think so. We we had to nurse one of them to health. It seems to be a growing theme with this world. Huh. I often wonder if I hadn't crashed here, if they would have taken it for a mere machine and disassembled it. Hmm. Did you face much in the way of that kind of struggle when you first arrived, people taking you for a machine or not? I don't remember much of the early years, but once I... I, I was a secret for many years. The family that found me decided just to keep I be kept hidden until there was a time that I could reveal myself to the world. I had this instinct to stay unseen, stay hidden, stay incognito. Is that... does that come from you? I've heard tales of Cybertronians can shapeshift. It is essentially our modus operandi, yes. We arrive on other planets and we take forms that are more easy to... well, let's... Easier to show than tell. So just... Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't work for me because I'm a UFO, so it would look really off-putting. <laughs> like, yes, this would perfectly fit in. No one would ask questions. Fascinating. Is this a technology that allows you to do this? It's an innate part of who we are. Uh, had you grown up on Cybertron the way you were supposed to, it would be something that you would be able to do as well. No use lamenting missed opportunities. I did my I, I I I did pretty well for myself though, and like he, he shows like they're they've made comics about him, of course, and like yeah like like they're like now, once they understood what was going on that there was like a secret giant robot fighting monsters and stopping wars and stuff, it makes more sense to them. So they, they printed some of those early adventures and Mary mix up sanitized for public consumption. But basically yeah, he was running around at night you know in stealth with covers on or hiding in the back of wagons like his family the farmers that found him would like bring large transports that he'd huddle up in and then he'd burst out and like you know beat up gangsters or stop war criminals or make sure that you know prison breaks were prevented he was kind of like their sasquatch figure for a couple of years i mean they could just do this a lot of as we call it a cyber sasquatch like on cybertron he, uh, you did miss a lot of uh, bad stuff. It looks like you did, you did do a pretty good job here. I appreciate the faith and compliment. Yeah. 
The matter at hand is grave. This brainiac is a force that we can't properly repel. He showed up a few months ago in advance, with an advance party, warning us to decide now which city we'd give them. Well, uh, it's up to the captain, but I mean, if it's up from, uh, but I think we can probably give, give out a hand here, maybe do some trading, some repairing, install a few, uh, few Cybertronian cannons here and there. Gladly. I mean, we'll blow them out of the sky. Well, we won't do that because there are hostages on board, but, uh... That has been a grave concern of mine as well. If this is, this isn't the only world this Brainiac has pillaged, there must be hundreds, thousands of cities on his vessel somehow. Uh, being held in containment. They must be free to return to their proper world. Agreed. I believe invading the ship on foot would be the best plan. I like your thought, I like your style. Oftentimes I find the best way to learn about a threat is to get mono a mono with them. Kind of just, you know, fist and fist, kind of. Exactly my sentiment. That's also what I'm built for. <laughs> How would you like? To, how, how would you go about this? I I have some battlefield and military experience, but I've mostly been dealing with strange one-off events. I, I've never been part of a group of my people. We could prototype a sh uh, small shuttle that would, could latch on and prevent him from pulling back from us, like last time. You know, breach inside. Think that would be possible with our engineers and our allies up in the stars that is another problem because our world hasn't fully unified our defenders can't stay the ish doesn't allow un uh, complete worlds into their alliance it doesn't perform the and doesn't offer the same protection because of that it's why brainiac can prey on us hmm. If we were a united world, we would be allowed into the ISH, and now it allow their full fleet to come and defend us. At this point, it's only our previous uh, assistance and friendship we've shown to the Cylon fleet that's allowed them to keep extending their temporary stay here. After the losses of this last skirmish, I fear that we might be at the end of uh, their, their charity. So it sounds like either we could build our defenses here and wait for it to come and then take advantage of that, which would be a little dangerous for the planet. And maybe we convince the Cybertr the uh, the Cylons to give us a hand and deep strike the deep strike the uh, Brainiac before it uh, comes here. Even as a final favor before they move on, I don't feel comfortable attempting to force the other capitals of this planet to unite as foreign invaders. An alliance built uh, built on the muzzle of a gun cannot hold. Agreed. Well, I bet the Cybertronia will be more than happy to help with the Brainiac. I bet some of the cities taken were from the ISH. As far as we can tell, the ISH has no pillaged cities because they're able to repel Brainiac effectively mm -hmm. as a coalition. Well, even if that... And the resistance so, we've shown, I'm afraid he might try to destroy this world, even if Rao gives up one of their capitals. Not that we'd ever counsel you to do that. That seems like uh, the the atomic the, the atomic coalition would never give up uh, 
uh, their people into slavery. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. But Rao is desperate, and Rao doesn't have the same value system as the Coalition. They don't have the same perspective on alien life that the Coalition has from raising me. Lives of the many. They believe in acceptable losses. I believe the most plausible option is to attack the ship, then, in that case. What resources can we offer to assist us? Some kind of uh, breaching shuttle. Something that, again, he can't just force us out as he did last time. For reference, uh, Kevin, the reason he was able to get away is because you aimed basically at a part that you kind of slipped through. Like, when yeah. you rammed him, you just did it to disable the system. You could probably crash your way directly into, like, I don't know, one of the eyes or something and, like, stay in there to board. We also want to be really careful where we crash in, though, because we don't know where he's holding the, uh... I'm not going to make you kill a billion goddamn genocides uh, by accidentally crashing into the genocide Oh, room, I'm well so, aware. So don't worry about that. As a GM... Thing. Yeah. You wouldn't do that because that would be a dick move. But like, that in was the character. orphan planet. They're in... so sad because nobody wants them. Oh, <laughs> sorry. While you were turning around, you accidentally stepped on the tiny miniature uh, people that Superman had. Uh, right. No, no. Brainiac literally miniaturizes them to bottle cities. Oh, it's amazing. I, I we uh, our ship needs repairs. We may be able to help. What sort of? Is there any way our technology can bridge the gap between what you need and what we can offer? Uh, honestly, I think just safe harbor and some time to conduct our own repairs would be all that we need. Maybe some raw materials. We'll let you know what we need. Transuranics are usually pretty... We can make that happen. After all you've done for us, even in this brief amount of time, there's... I can't see a world where we, won't, where we don't return this hand of friendship. Anything else for uh, Icon? This is, well, I mean, I'm just gonna say this: you gotta come back, come up, at least, at least talk to some of the some some other people. At least for a little bit. I mean, it's not up to me; it's up to the captain. But I'm, I can't imagine that. I mean, I've never truly been in space before. When I was young, I dreamt of being an explorer. You are more than welcome to come up as a guest. I'll take you on that offer. Yeah. Alright, so I'm going to pause while we discuss where to go from here. Alright, and we're back. So, we're recovering and doing a little bit of downtime. Now you decide to kind of rest up on this world, repair, get ready to fight Brainiac. By crashing your ship, I presume, into his face and shooting your way into his brain. That might be later. So, as a little bit of downtime passes, you know, I think some weeks, maybe some months, I don't know, some time's gonna pass. Two decades later. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna go round table, everyone's gonna have their kind of own thing, other people are gonna, you know, special guest star in their kind of scenes, depending on what it's all about. So, we're gonna start with Jackamup. Jack him up, you're at Icon Base 1. Yeah. You haven't scanned a new alt form. <coughs> so, yeah. Some sort of Fallout-style <coughs> gauge tow truck. Sounds about right. And, uh, yeah, so 
Jack him up is uh, feels you know he likes to explore the kind of street level of the place, and he's gonna head. Up. streets. Yeah, he'll head over to uh, Tim Tam. Tim Tom. Tim Tom. Icon's Tim. adopted son and best friend. We've done five takes of me trying to say that name, and every single one of them was wrong. <laughs> Fucking radioactive man. So, the Simpsons. Yes, we'll go to Tim Tom, and I'll try and, and ask him. Uh, you know, hey, just wondering if you wanted to maybe take a look around the around the city. What's the up, country. Big Bot? Uh, I just think we'd go for a ride. You get to me, tell me something about the city, the city and, uh, and, and place. Oh, that sounds great. Turns out those wheels actually do something, right? Oh, of course. So I'll step away and... I was afraid you were only one of those walkers. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's pretty rare. I, I like your friends, but, uh... What do you call it? The Doc. He seems pretty slow and old. I was afraid you were all like that because of how much bigger you were than Icon. No, but I mean, the Doc is like... He's been around forever. He's he looks like it. We got people like that here. There's a word for it. Imagine. Don't know how to spell it. Don't know what it means. Hey, let me tell you something though. If, if you if you get shot up and you half your chassis blown off, Amble is the one who would always would always put you back together. Yeah. Never asked any stupid questions about whether it was, whether it was right or stupid, what side you were on. Stupid questions are the worst. Like, what are you doing out here? Why do you got those bolt cutters? Why did you spray paint that? You don't answer questions, especially not if they're a uniform. Oh, I think we're gonna get along real well. Yeah. So yeah, right, get those cylinders firing. Let's take a joyride. <coughs> yep. Open the door. Goes in. It's a. He scuttles on inside. Let's blow something up. Let's wreck this place. Oh hey, a safety harness. That's a good idea. Ah yeah. Turns out when they first put those into our vehicles, the mortality rate skyrocketed. Really? Eh. Out of character, that's actually what happened, but not for the reason you think. Hmm. Alright, out of character for listeners, when they first put seatbelts in cars, the car-related mortality rate and, like, accident rate skyrocketed because people who were being fucking murdered by car accidents were surviving, <laughs> but were being horribly maimed instead of being killed. What so, an improvement. Well, they got better, but it's like, that's what happened with seatbelts when it's people were like, yeah, seatbelts make things worse. It's like, no, asshole, people were just living. Then seatbelts got better and we invented crumple zones. Because beforehand, the human was the crumple zone. Uh, it was full of people. And then people started gluing some nice shiny rocks in their, you know, yeah, airbags. Exactly. <laughs> they claim that's like you're like, old cars could take a beating and still continue on. It's like, yeah, because the person inside was dead. And also because the cars weighed about three times as much. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you make the car bigger, people will be more likely to survive a car crash. And the nope. other guy thought, well, if we make the car bigger, then the other guy will be able to survive the car crash. Yeah, and the car was bigger and heavier, so when the crash happened, the person was forced through the big, heavy, unmoving car into a paste. Anyway, so, so that's how Tim Tom dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, if you see a, a probe guy, uh, looks, maybe, maybe watch around, just mention if you see him poking around and don't get too close to him. Probe guy? Uh, I describe uh, Rover. Rover's still on the ship. Yeah, but I, I mean, he there's no up. way he's not going to come out here and, and, and try and grab some like of put him in a bottle. He sees an unmarked white van and scans that, and it's a disguise form for his planet. Ooh, candies. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> the big blue candy van. It's a big white van. He's like carved with like a rail spike, the Autobot symbol into the side. <laughs> now they'll know I'm friendly. <laughs> it should have been his alt form. I wish. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we do season three and you're on Earth, that could be his alt form. Oh, if he plays that. I'm the collector. White, unmarked, rusty van with a black, black tinted windows. That or like an, an ice cream truck with like that plays really creepy. Cl- no, with like a no, big it has to be the van because then his name can be his name isn't Rover. It's Roving Probable Cause. <laughs> Rover oh, for short. Oh, exalted. Good times. Oh, good times. So yeah. We're All right. Start. So he buckles up, and you're just gonna you're gonna go for a joyride. <laughs> yep. All right, so I guess we smash cut to you on a highway or whatever, just like going as fast as you can, hitting like you know speed bumps. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they've got. Uh, uh, they have the bad news is I'm covering. I'm I'm copying a truck. The good news is I have a, like a fusion engine or something. There, so. You have a spark. So massive cheating is involved. You don't want to speed up. Wasn't the pedestrians? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about those signs. They're just telling you not to go fast. You don't need to do that here. Oh, you're, part of, you're, 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 you're an ambassador. Ambassadors don't follow rules. Yeah, it's like, he just clicks back to, like, the plates that just sort of flip over, and it says diplomatic. Uh, yeah, diplomatic it's diplomat plates. I'm with Icon. Icon Icon's fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're joyriding. So, yeah, you got Tim Tum in the car. Uh, yeah. Big atomic cities, spires everywhere. They have like national, like like uh, natural resources they proclaim. So there's like beachfront and oceans and lakes and stuff, trees, forests, whatever you want. Yeah, and basically he'll be mainly going in and like uh, just exploring the city and sort of like because organics living in a city is not something that uh, you've literally never been on a planet that has like functioning life. He yeah. hasn't been hit by an apocalypse. Or is like some weird avatar clone thing. Yeah, exactly. Or... So he's like, whoa, pull over here, pull over here. Yep. Hey, wait, wait, you can look like this truck, right? Yeah. Just sort of back into it slightly, you know, you hear the car alarm go off. No, and... no, 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 something different. Oh, you can okay. look like this truck, right? Yeah, fair enough, I, I could. How are you going to copy him things? Uh, it depends what it is. Yeah, he goes to his pocket and takes out a bunch of like small metal, uh, like like nice. slugs or whatever. It's like, can you, uh, can you copy these? They're made of metal, right? Just make them look the same. Okay, so yeah, a bunch <laughs> of I, well, I have minor repair stuff. So my micro waldos come out yeah. and like the uh, and start hacking them up. Maybe like fifty times those. Huh. So okay, so I'll try and throw those out, right? All right, all right I'll be right back. He runs into a building. Runs out later with what is clearly a boombox. There we go. And ice cream. I would have got some for you, but they don't have oil flavor. I don't know what oil is, but... You definitely know what oil is. You oh, have okay. oil on Cybertron. That's true. It's what they serve in bars. Macadamia's oil house. Don't worry, I brought along a pic- some picnic snacks. I... Alright, so yeah, so yeah, we have a fun time. We drive around. Yeah, and... uh, you can ask him questions and stuff, and talk to him, get more of his backstory. So, uh, so how, uh, how'd you run into Icon? Icon? Him and me go way back, back in his early days of being a hero. Uh, there was an incident in Rao, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, kerfuffle, right? Military and civilian populace clashed. He stepped in, you know, sorted it out, kept some people safe. Pick me out of some of the rubble. I picked him up out of his punk. 
Yeah, and I noticed uh, there was a must have been a big war about forty or fifty years back. I went nuclear way before my time, way before his time. Oh, I guess true. That's true. No, this this was this was different. <coughs> so uh, yeah, so I mean, every this this nation just sort of a coalesced around uh, Icon. Uh, hey, big blue people like uh, people like a hero. Especially when he doesn't look like you. I think that's uh, that's what people have settled on. So it's not like he has like ulterior motives, right? That's true. Icon seems like a pretty straight up guy. Yeah, but he's a big stranger. He's like a he's like a neutral party. Fair enough. So all the coalitions in the area kind of just agreed he'd be the best uh, example to follow. Fair enough. And uh, you know, kind of adventures though. It's been pretty sweet. So like, uh, what would you mean adventures? Like, what are you what are you doing exactly? Ah, right, we went to the northern continent when his base before his base got built, right? Turns out there's a part of it. Uh, it still has like prehistoric animals from uh, I don't know back in time. Big lizards. So they were still there. We had to find a science party. It turns out there was like intelligent animals there. They tried to marry me off to their queen. He saved me. Just nuts. Well. That doesn't sound plausible. Sounds quite ridiculous, actually. There's a time where the scientist was afraid of Icon because he was an alien and strange. Real racist, right? So he built a potion to turn his uh, goons into giant, like, you know, primitive monster people. I got sprayed with it. I was being chased around town by the military. He was crazy. Oh, sounds like just like the reptilons of FGN6. Yeah, probably like whatever that is. Like if you yeah. have Los Lane makes yourself black. This is no, just like no, we can't talk about the machine that makes her jersey. <laughs> so God, so God help me, so God there, help me if, if Super Baby is involved. Listeners, for reference, there is an episode of Superman where Lois Lane goes into a machine Superman built to turn her black for a little while. It's uh, it's real. We didn't make that <laughs> up. We're not responsible for it. Just like the Jersey machine. Just just Silver Silver Age. Just, right. just Silver Age. It's Asriel's Carbonia. There's this weird time once where uh, where all the water in the world was turned into explosives by that same scientist. And uh, I didn't know this, so I was desperate for water because we couldn't drink water, right? And uh, he had this big pitcher and was pouring it out in front of me and told me, you can't drink the water, I'm not going to let you. I thought he was being a real dick, but nope, saving my life. So yeah, we'll just exchange stories, you know. Uh, a lot of Jimmy Olsen stories. One, once, once in a while, like like the character will be mad. And once in a while, it'll be like something out of truly horrible out of the Cyber Attorney. Uh, out of the, hey, remember that one time when, was, when the Decepticons went went and wiped out the city to a man, killing all the? Oh, it was it was <laughs> crazy. Not very nice, actually. How long have you been fighting this war? Uh, let's see, how many, so, uh, what's up? <laughs> you got a conversion rate going? Yeah, it's got, like, a conversion rate, figure out the rate of neutronium, the, the cycle of the... How atoms decay as a how, baseline. And, like, and then, like, figure out, oh, you use, you know, this is how long it takes for a planetary rotation. Okay, so about, uh, 17, 18 million? I think that's right. Something like that, maybe 30 million. It's all relative. I mean, we... Tens of millions of years. I mean, we go real fast when we're going through uh, going through space. So there's this whole thing that, that that's a uh, whole whole thing involving math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relativity and faster than light engines. I know all about it. Oh, of course, you accelerate nice. through the speed of c, and then time becomes meaningless because it also is distance. Yeah, you got it. He, he's like 14, by the way. 
Not that my character knows anything like that, because he has very little concept of organic life, so he's just basically viewing this person as, like, a lower class. Yeah, it's like, this is a simple model. Yeah, this is this, a simple model. Like you. So the earth. And also, like, massively, like, lying, which is the other thing that, that Jackamup happens to be good at, because he's a halfling, so... He's like, he's like a halfling version of Van. Yeah. So, so yeah, you hang out, Joyride, anything else you want to talk about, ask him about? Anything else uh, you want to I think add? that's good enough for there. I think we're just, we're going to talk, we're going to chat about stuff. You can forge a bond. That, that would be Tim nice. Do you want to, you know, mess this place up, create some problems here, raise uh, the threat level? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, are you actually breaking the law? Because that will increase the threat level a little I mean, I mean, I would be surprised if I wasn't simply for the fact that my character does not understand the traffic laws, and judge, and the person who was supposed to be kind of guiding him through this is not really. Oh, you can ignore those. Uh, yeah, Tim Tom loves crime. <laughs> response level three. Yeah, you're at response level two right now because the long rest cranks up to one. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll close on you guys hitting a uh, you know like a hill as hard as you can. Your shocks going up, crashed into the sidewalk, breaking up some concrete, and just you know, woo, woo, woo. Uh, we got flatfoots. Ditch them. Ditch them. Oh, hey, it's Wii U. Wait, no, that don't make any sense. You've yes, it's a it's a game on this planet. If you can outrun them long enough, you'll get more of them. But if you keep outrunning them, eventually they give up. Woo. All right, so. It's a challenge. People who get caught are considered kind of lame, and you're a guest. You don't want to do that. All right, so yeah, so there it is. Threat level two. Boom, 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 boom. I'm just gonna pause. And okay, breathe in space. While this is sort of going on, we'll cut to Skyway. Skyway, where are you, or where do you want to be? It's probably an outdoor facility that she's kind of set up as kind of an outdoor meeting. And if you want to meet with like leaders of the world, quote unquote, like in the coalition, uh, they do have a facility that's big enough for Icon. Oh, perfect. They okay. have like a like a United Nations that they kind of scaled up in case bigger life showed up. Okay, because I'm like Megatron's heist. So. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they knew how to anticipate Cybertronians. Perfect. So yeah, you're you're basically at the the Atomic Coalition's uh, hog or whatever, like their 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 meeting place. Uh, the first citizen is there, as well as, like, whatever would be, like, representatives from the different people in the coalition along with her. Mm -hmm. But even her own nation has a representative that isn't the first citizen. Yeah. So, yeah, you got a room full of diplomats and their attachés and people from the media and all that just here to listen to, you know, the leader of the, the Cybertronians. Okay, so Skyway is on jet sets. She's kind of hovering around, making that kind of puttering You're sound. On your goddamn, uh, your goddamn uh, uh, freezer chair. Yeah. <laughs> but probably uh, no one would here would realize this is just another Autobot. Someone's gonna pick up that the chair is a person, <laughs> and gonna make the connection. Like, huh? Sometimes they're just furniture. That's weird. Functionalism. Punch clock is there with you know extra coffee. Shield Maiden, Luxon, and Hardlight, because they're all veterans of the war. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, Skyway's just kind of doing a big on-screen presentation about the various threats they can kind of throw the world that are, like, spacefaring and invasive. You know, obviously the Tyranids, obviously... Uh, do you bring up the Decepticons? Oh, yes, hell yes. Yeah, let's focus on that. You know, we'll, we'll go through the light stuff. Like, yeah, space monsters, space pirates, uh, the Star League... 
We've got with them. Have this graphic display of what this Tyranid will do to you if it gets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you, you get to the Decepticons, and the first among eagles is like, so... We, we heard a little bit from Icon's debriefing after you met with him. They're, they're Cybertronian despots? They are. They are tyrants and madmen. We, we have people like this on our world. Um, we have the colloquialism for them. We call them supervillains. An entire part of your species has turned into this? Unfortunately, yes. And supervillain seems like a very apt term for what they do. Mad experiments on their own on their own men. Their own kind. And do you bring up stuff like combiner tech, which is Decepticon technology? Combiner tech, uh, the ones that land on Earth and start looking like other people. Pretender shells. Pretender shells, which they've dealt with the ones that are like alien, but yeah, yeah tender shields. We, we had a similar uh, villain on this world do something. It wasn't combining, but it was scaling up citizens into, into war beasts. Interesting. That is something that our own uh, Decepticons have done as well. Yeah, you guys start comparing notes on famous monster tyrants from your peoples, and there, there are parallels. Huh. It's funny how alike many of, many of us are when even, you get down to it. Even across the stars. Um, if you set up a presence here, is there a is there a chance that these? We know the word Decepticon, though. You do. Well, she kind of looks, and they they kind of like form a different session, like like a smaller, more closer one. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of segue for a bit. Like we take a recess. About ten years ago, before my term started as first citizen, um, there was an alien invasion uh, on. Orbital, when we first established it, and we're starting to set up a moon base. Um, they were organic criminals, um, and they, they grievously injured Icon. They, they terminally injured him. Among the, the spacefaring criminals was a Cybertronian. He identified himself as a Decepticon, and he was the one who was able to repair Icon and bring him back to, to working order. He claimed that, that um, Icon's... Uh, their shared birthright was more important than whatever it was these criminals were doing. Fascinating. Did you get a name? Our technology wasn't functioning during the attack. We only have eyewitness reports, and the, the being didn't identify themselves. Icon has sporadic memories from the surgery, but for the most part, um, an expressive, sort of charismatic personality is all that was kind of gotten across. They, they, they claimed they were a scientist. Fascinating. I'm going to say They also this. claimed that the label Decepticon was retroactively applied by the fascist government trying to oppress them. That they took on as a personal moniker. I have no idea what he is talking about. There's so many that can be described by this one thing. I would also accept the line, that sounds like expanded universe fiction. That does sound like That sounds like a prequel meme. I'm going to say this, not every Decepticon, at least in my opinion, is unequivocal, un unequivocally evil. They're not beyond redemption, there's not a chance that they wouldn't show kindness, and as your icon is not an Autobot, specifically, they would not see them as an enemy. 
troubling spin on what was thought to be a closed case. So it is always always for the best to be, ca- be cautious. Again, Decepticons, like Autobots, are able to infiltrate quite easily. Hmm. Uh, it's not the first time a Decepticon has landed on a planet and pretended to be an ally. Hmm. Do you think that Icon's continuing presence here would attract your kind? Over time, perhaps, as he grows in renown, especially amongst other starfarers. But I don't believe it would be attract a large-scale attack or attention, as you might fear it would. It's a vast universe. Your arrival has been redefining our relationship with Icon and how we understand him. We always thought that he was a typical member of your species, but from inference and from just hearing the conversation you've been having with him, it sounds like he might not be standard or typical. The circumstances of his birth are indeed very unusual. Does that mean that he he wouldn't be valuable enough for your Decepticon war criminals to come here for? There's nothing about him that stands out as particularly valuable, uh, meaning no offense, of course, he is your protector. I, I, we value Icon, and I have a close relationship with him as first citizen. He helped me when I was a... He once saved me when I was like a senator. But these are these are the sort of impartial facts we have to ask. Is he valuable enough for renegades to come here and try to take or fight for renown? There's nothing particularly unique outside of the circumstances of his birth. He is indeed an anomaly amongst Cybertronians, but not in a way that would make him valuable as a as a weapon or a, something that they would attack the planet for, in my opinion. So in your eyes, it doesn't seem out of character for a science member of these Decepticons or a doctor to try and resuscitate what they see as a dying member of their species. Decepticons show camaraderie, friendship, love. Amongst themselves, yes, I imagine they do. I've, she again, looks, she, she's been kind of side-eyeing the pictures of, like, you know, combiners, like, you know, Bruticus and stuff, or, like, the Insecticon experiments they used to run, and be like... There is cruelty amongst them, but, again, they are they are Cybertronians, just as we are. It did not... The schism that happened amongst our people did not render them all sociopaths. Hmm. Do you have any questions for us before we bring everyone back in? Me? We have so much to learn from you, but we'd more than be happy to answer questions. <coughs> what is it like being the symbol of your people? First Citizen is a challenging position. It requires a much sacrifice that we, we've come to expect from being a leader of a people. It, you have to give up quite a bit to reach this position, and it's, it's meant to deter those from trying to seek it out. It's not a... It's not a status of power so much as one of great sacrifice and of responsibility, yes. Well, what is it like being first citizen among your people? It... Back... Back in Cybertron's glory days, I suppose I'll put it that way, it was a very honorable title, one that I had to fight to gain as someone of an... In order, ordinate shape, 
What do you mean? My alt form. There's a... Oh, this is going into interesting territory here. <laughs> oh, you're going to start to explain fucking racism. Yeah, uh, the autocracy... Um, you give her a breakdown on the autocracy and functionism? Yeah, functionism kind of pats the side of the chair that she's st sitting on. Your society was taken over by a type of uh, caste system, a dictatorship. It was. Um, certain parts of it, I still believe, had its uses. Autobots do indeed have shapes that uh, preclude them towards certain activities. But the way they were treated meant that those certain activities were considered lesser than others. Was uh, there more freedom to more valuable cast members? More uh, privilege? Much more. We, we went the opposite direction when we started to when we tried to establish our world government. The, the first citizen is more about sacrifice than privilege. It's something I find very fascinating about your people, and just looking at what you've achieved so far, this on the verge of post-scarcity, the equality amongst your people, it seems that you may have been wiser than us in many regards. Well, it was Icon's example that led us there. The idea that there, there were people like him out there that we could sort of look up to. I think we I think we were chasing the idea of you rather than who you ended up being. That is for the best for your people, I believe. It's Icon all the more... What's the word? Fitting as his name. He's fascinating. I think his disassociation from the autocracy and the Cybertronians as a whole has shaped his personality into something of an anomaly. Hmm. He is unique. She seems uncomfortable with this kind of line of questioning. Um, so, to give you a breakdown of First Citizen, because you'll probably pick this up just from talking about it, and there's no easy way to bring it up. How First Citizen works is, if you campaign and get elected and become First Citizen, Everyone on your biological family from you sideways and down is A, fired from any government positions and barred for life, and B, sterilized, so there can no longer be any uh, dynasties. Jeez. That's a bit horrifying. Yeah. The other thing is you get a 10-year term. Wow. If you want to go for re-election and you do get elected, then, at, then when you stop being renewed for your 10-year term, uh, you are executed at the end. The first 10 years, no, but if, if, if you decide to keep running and people keep voting for you, then eventually they stop. Dunzo. Hmm. Most first citizens don't run for a second term. This one is having a problem. Oh, like, what sort of problem? Well, like, yeah, you kind of get that out of the air, that this idea that, yeah, they execute them if they eventually become unpopular and they keep wanting to be leader. So, what's the issue with your term, then? My term started around the time that visitors from the stars started to become more apparent and more frequent. Mm -hmm. I've, been I've been exclusively dealing with our visitors from the stars since I took power and at the tail end of my predecessor, who ran for one term. Mm -hmm. I'm in my fifth year, and it seems like your, your visitors, you visitors will keep coming, and I'm the only one who's had regular, consistent exposure to them. Which means as my term ends, someone else is going to have to take over who isn't as familiar with dealing with Rao and the unaligned states and the various coalitions and alliances and deals we've set up. They don't know the nuances of the aliens we've been interacting with. 
And you weren't able to serve as an advisor after your term. No, I'm, I, I'm disqualified from any political position once it's over. I retire. We get, you know, with honor, of course. It's not a terrible life. It's, it's just retirement. You're done. But you are a necessity to, uh, a possible necessity to the future of your relations with people and beyond the stars. As the Brainiac situation has shown, we don't really have the power to defend ourselves. Even Icon isn't strong enough to repel Brainiac. And I'm popular enough to get a second term. But it's something you're not comfortable with, I assume. <laughs> I'm sure I was like, yeah! I like my life. <laughs> I don't want to die at the end of my term. That's why people don't go for it. This, this is the system working. And to try and change the system, despite the fact that it would work for the best, would be spitting in the face of that system to begin with. Precisely. I have five years to set this situation up right. position, an unenviable one. This is why I've been asking about your government and how you deal with it, but as you've told me with your great war, it looks like that did not end as uh, cleanly as our books and our, our speculative fiction have theorized. It still is not ended. Or romanticized. <laughs> it may never end. We, we thought that well, when we heard that you had a civil war, we thought it was more recent, but it's been going on since before our species evolved on this world. Or long-lived. You can see uh, why well, I have a little bit of my, my, my enthusiasm or hope uh, dashed. Well, it's as your icon said, it's the hope that drives you on. It's just a problem. There's no easy solution to it. <laughs> there is literally no. <laughs> I mean, there is an easy solution. I'll make it's... you unkillable so they can't stop you. Right? I'll take you as a companion. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Posting prequel memes. Is there anyone in government right now that you believe would serve as a suitable... Could you start tutoring someone? We, we start mentoring almost uh, immediately when we take office. It's just the way of things, the inertia of it. I mean, it's called public education. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you worry that won't be enough? These are unpredictable times. None of this is routine. It may be that you just have to hope for the best that your that your whoever inherits your position successor. next, your successor, hmm. will know what they're doing and are just as Willing to do what it takes, as you are. Well, thank you for the counsel on this. We should continue with the seminar and bring the rest of the staff back in. Of course. I'll continue. You'll get the lowdown on everything else. You know. Do you tell them about Rampage? Oh, yes. That's oh, a, by the way, Decepticons are monsters and evil. We're going to talk about one of Suisse Remember. The one that can't be killed. The one that you'll have to evacuate the fucking planet if he lands. Yeah, no one likes that conversation. Yeah, so we're going to talk about planetary evacuation, and then I'm actually just going to bring up certain schematics for that life ship that we made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got, might want to start towards this, you know. If this thing lands on your planet, kill your children, because that's a merciful way. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. The serial miss. killer, immortal cannibal. I always have an escape plan. Always be looking for Rampage. A-B-L-R. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, that'll end, and we'll...
cutaway. So let's assume these conversations happened before this, so you're all up to date. Yep. So when you want to be here. V8 track. Hovering in orbit, uh, you know, there's there's skeleton crews on the on the ship's bridge and stuff, and like on the outside repairing it. You know, the you're right by that uh, that tether they have, that uh, space elevator. They're probably docked with it, and like people are bringing materials on board, doing repairs. God damn, this is like the scene from the opening of Valerian. Like they have a normal Earth-looking international space station on a tether, and then a big goddamn alien ship drives on up. Yup. So yeah, you know, there's just work being done. None of the aliens are on your ship because your ship is a death trap. A scary, scary death trap. You might get screwed by someone just walking over you. Yeah, none of the astronauts are going to like explore your vessel. Especially not when they're gearing up for a fight. But yeah, we're in your medical base. So, you know, that big kind of red and uh, copper and brown coloration to the ship. Power lines everywhere, cables hanging. It's all very the Nostromo, like big and industrial. And, you know, that's even your med bays like that with all its diagnostic equipment, <coughs> holograms, and sparking equipment. Yeah, you and Icon are here. Anyone else wants to be in this scene? So, set up what you're up to, Tyler. Or, Anvil. I've got him uh, laid out. In one of those uh, kind of rejuvenation chambers. CR chamber? Or do yeah. you have them on like a bed? I've got them on a bed. Work table, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I'm uh, cutting out some of the inferior metal that's been bonded to his body and replacing it with Cybertronian metal. Sure, you're grafting stuff onto him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you crack him open? Like to see his organs? Yeah, we'll take a look. Oh, man. They're not doing great. They're mostly underdeveloped. He doesn't even have a T-Cog. He doesn't have cable. What's he turn into? <coughs> yeah, it's completely absent. The system just kind of adapted without it. That's unfortunate. What's the prognosis, Doc? Am I a goner? Uh, you'll be fine. You'll Will be I ever fine. play ball again? Not well. That wasn't that good but... to begin with. That's what I was going to follow up with. Ah, uh, <laughs> I took your punchline. Yeah. Looks like I still got some game on the court then, Doc. Yeah. Where'd you get, uh, where'd you get this wound? Oh, that? They called that the Terrorosaur. Crashed into our, uh, into our northmost ocean. Two heads breathed acid fire. Sounds exciting. Yeah, just two more, just one extra noggin to knock in. You're quite the scrapper. Yeah, you gotta be when you're as big as I am. They don't really make a—they uh, don't really make weapons in my size, so you gotta put the hammers out. Cut through our armory with weapons. His size bigger, literally bigger than him. <laughs> no, weapons that are literally people. <laughs> that too. Plus, so, uh, it's a little less lethal. So, uh, you like it here? It's my home. People here are good. And they care. <coughs> and they can do a lot better if someone just kind of takes the first few steps. And that someone is you. If it had to be anyone, why not? Well, that's very noble of you. That's the... You'd make a good Autobot. Thank you. I always try to 
Make myself the best version of me I can. Well, let's see if I can make you a little bit of a better version myself. There you go. That's a good one. And you guys can just flip on out whenever you want. So, yeah, I've come... Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. Hey! Got your friend's, friend uh, a friend toy. So basically got like a bunch of like uh, car, car, sirens. Car, car sirens and like the lights have been like hooked up. That's some kind of joke. Oh, it's a souvenir. <laughs> Just uh, imagine, um, <laughs> what's his goddamn name? Screamo. Screamo? Yeah. Imagine him walking up to them, and, like, he's just, like, a light with legs, right? Yeah. But, like, where the light is just opened up to a bond, him starting to chew on them, because they're competition. <laughs> they're prey. <laughs> In my mind. I'm the top dog. It's like, oh, God. Apparently there's this game on the, uh, game on the planet. It involves, uh, avoiding a bunch of these things. Uh, though apparently, and if you lose, you get caught, it's really lame. So, I mean, I'd get caught, though, of course. You called them. Threat level two. <laughs> Pull back to like like a Keystone cop esque like blues blues brother level like car yeah. chase involving like like a fucking John Landis movie. <sighs> so yeah, uh, Icon's insides are all messed up. None of his organs are where they should be. They're connected differently. Uh, his metal isn't the great quality. He doesn't have a built-in weapon system. It looks like he doesn't even have his HUD. Like, they were poking around his brain module. He doesn't even really have, like, the, the same kind of baseline equipment and cultivations and stuff that you guys have. You didn't load his OS right. Also, his, uh, his spark chamber looks way different. Like, it, it's basically this big, massive, congealed Cybertronian metal that... You probably don't want to cut into because it looks like it kind of just inverted itself to keep him alive. I'll do what I can to kind of fix it up. Yeah, you can add add-ons to it. Basically, you can plug stuff into it. Here are limb enhancers. Yeah, Paradox. Yeah. Skyway kind of ducks on in. What's the prognosis? Well, he's adapted <coughs> to his environment as well as he could. Uh, but, uh, things are a bit twisted up. It's actually interesting you mentioned adapted. Most of the metal he's growing, it's Cybertronian metal, um, you know, that, that he naturally was before he even got here. It's highly corrosive resistant. Because he lives in a water-based atmosphere. There's something I need, might need you to keep a lookout for when you're, uh, digging around in there. Also, he's, he's, he's awake right now. Yeah. So you're whispering to each other, though? In binary. Yeah, in binary, probably. Okay. <laughs> Apparently we had a Decepticon scientist take a look at his innards a few clicks ago. So, maybe an IO for anything that looks like it wasn't done on this planet. That would explain all the hack job work I've seen. It actually would. <laughs> Fucking Butcher put them back together. So... Didn't get a name, but it's something we can ask Icon about later, or if you see any, maybe signed his name in there. I'll check around. I'll make sure that there's no uh, surprises that were implanted. Surveillance? A bomb? Yeah. My thoughts exactly. A minicon with a knife? It's Rumble! It's Rumble! A small train with two tracks. <laughs> <laughs> 
just a hand with a really long pistol barrel, like, <laughs> points at it. <laughs> Megatron. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what's with this little gun? <laughs> oh, fuck me. He was a clown car. So yeah, I'll, I'll check and make sure that there's no, like... <coughs> now, now that you know something's going on, look closely. Okay. Time to look closely, Doc. With hope, I presume, because I'm... Are you looking closely, too? Are you a doctor? Do you know what to look for? Oh, I thought just because I was helping with that advice. You've got to be doing the same role. Oh, okay. So we're just finding this role thing being a doctor, but if you have, like, science knowledge or... Um, I, mean, I got a 10. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. right. All right. Three questions, and what? Do, do you just not learn out the hard way at all? Yeah. Mom yeah. won't go off? Yeah, just normal three questions. Um, is anything hidden? Yeah. Bunch of stuff's hidden. Um, His true potential. Okay, so... There is weapons tech inside of him. It's the alien tech, but it looks like it's mostly been like scrapped or absorbed into his body, and uh, like like almost like a foreign antibody. Like there's missile systems, uh, slug based, some early energy weapon designs. They look like they were. They, they look like they're all prototypes that never quite worked. Okay. Um, that ch- thing where it looks like his, his sort of spark chamber has folded in on itself, that was done, you know, post-birth. Recently, within the last, you know, ten years. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the weird material, the way it looks kind of like one solid, uh, surface, now that you know what to look for, that does, that's not naturally occurring. That's like, treated Cybertronian, like, battle material. So it looks like we were putting it back together, like hardened his spark chamber and like you know plated it and coated it so it couldn't be like cracked open again. They black boxed him. Uh, what will happen if I remove the alien technology? Like the Decepticon tech or the normal the Decepticon tech? Oh, he'll die. He literally was killed and put back together. Like now that you know what to look for with all this scar stuff. And for what the, the description was of, like, you know, where he was mortally wounded, you see signs of, like, post-spark uh, mortem everywhere in him. So that doc put him back together and uh, brought him back. He doesn't have a spark? No, no, no. You see signs that he died. Like, he was in critical condition going to stasis lock, but his form is so, you know, weak and ragged that he wouldn't have survived going to stasis lock. What did my senses tell me? What do you mean? Give me context. What do you um, what do duck senses tell you? What would be the best treatment course? Like, is this benign Decepticon technology, or is there a sinister element to it? Sinister in what way? Help me out a bit with that. I can give you a better uh, answer. Potentially hazardous to us. None of this technology is built to be malicious towards anyone's. Like, not even him, really, if we want to go by that definition. But it does look like it's experimental. Someone took the opportunity that presented itself to run a little bit of experimentation, and it just so happened the result was he's alive. Okay. Uh, was there a third question? Uh, that was three questions. Alright. Anyone else want to take a crack at him while you're under the hood? I don't have anything... Knowledge-wise, that but Yeah, but you don't have to. Maybe you're just doing, like, investigation detective work. What were you before you were a senator? 
you know, were you like a scientist? Were you an engineer? Were you a philosopher, a scholar, that kind of stuff? A detective, a philosopher, actually. All right. I mean, I dragged, did repair, but it was mostly first aid to to drag their ass back to the guy who knows what he's doing. Well, maybe it's time to put him back to the there. Now we have the mythology. I actually never thought of what, like, Skyway would be before she was sent, but probably a philosopher. There you go. That's her dedication piece and whatnot. So, uh, oh. I hear this isn't your first time going under the knife. <coughs> from a Cybertronian. No, I, I ran into a number of our species, so... It's been ten years ago now. It was our first sign that um, I wasn't alone in the galaxy. We thought that my people had died out. All the records indicated that uh, the the we had our astronomers who trace my pot, and from the trajectory, the timing, the the space debris, it all pointed to millions upon millions of years having it passed. So we assumed our people had died out. We didn't even know what our lifespans were like. Tell me about this guy. I don't remember much. It was a coterie of alien malefactors causing trouble, trying to steal the gold in our moon. Uh, one of them was Cybertronian, and when I got into the fight with their leader, um, they were aliens, of course, uh, I was mortally wounded by their advanced weaponry. I think what happened was the Cybertronian recognized me as not being part of any faction and just being a fellow member of our kind and took pity and brought me, nursed me back to health. In my experience, Decepticons don't feel pity. You probably just saw an opportunity to do some illegal tinkering. I can't argue with the results. I mean, Doc, not for me to disagree with your diagnosis, but there are a couple Decepticons among the, uh, among the disaffected. No, they're all dicks. What about Nitro Zeus? <laughs> they're all dicks. <laughs> They're all, they're all, uh... Tailpipes? There it is. They're all tailpipes. They're all tailpipes. Observe throwing the car goes... And you didn't catch a name at all, or...? I, I was drifting in and out of consciousness. What about a look? Like an appearance? <coughs> he had a very ex... He had a very expressive face. Sad eye. Eye? Singular? Yes. Like mine? Yes. Very friendly. Well, that narrows it down. About half of them. Expressive face. Remember, he can't read faces. Oh, right. <laughs> he, he, he's face blind, guys. He doesn't understand how Cybertronians look. Do it. Remember, he doesn't know Dick. He doesn't know Jack about Dick. Yeah. If you want to make any educated guesses based on your knowledge of Transformers, feel free. No I mean, go ahead. Make the fucking case. I mean, the, you grew up with the toys. The most famous one I could think of would be Shockwave, but... I don't know. We slapped those heads on a lot of people, but that is yeah. a good guess. Please don't say we. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Subtle. <laughs> Subtle. I don't know. Amble, have you ever encountered Shockwave before? Yeah. Or his work, which... That's a lot more common yes to. Yeah, I've been around for a while. I've encountered most of the Decepticons. Maybe do another look closely. See what you can infer. Yeah, it's 11. Okay. One more one. 
we're back. So you're looking for the for the telltale signs of Shockwave. Yeah. For reference to listeners who might not be up to speed, Shockwave is the chief Decepticon scientist in Megatron's basically his right-hand man after Samwave. Megatron trusts all of his experiments to Shockwave, including altering his own body. He puts himself under Shockwave's knife all the time, comes back scarier every time. Um, so, you get three questions. And I'll answer the first one for you without having to take it. You see that Shockwave is working here. What did Shockwave do? Shockwave um, amputated some of his vestigial organs, opened up some more space inside of him, ripped out a lot of the uh, primitive technology, and uh, probably did a lot of the work that's keeping him functioning after he was critically wounded. So he, he's tinkered and like overhauled his internal systems. Is there any way that this can help me? You? Yeah. You would have to dissect him to learn what Shockwave did. You'd have to kill him. That's a sacrifice I'm sure he's willing to make. <laughs> oh my god! So that's like question like one there? Two? Two? I don't know. Two. Unless you How do I make, you know, we got the one for free, so that was the first one. Yeah. How do I make it look like an accident? Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything hidden? Uh, is there anything dangerous? Is there some sort of trap or wing? Glory. Can I tell what Shockwave was trying to accomplish? Like, because, like, he, he obviously didn't do this just out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, he, was he doesn't ex- have he was, a heart. He was experimenting in some way. Can I tell what the purpose of his experimentation was? From all you can tell, um, Icon's, like, you know, cybernetic ner- nervous system, uh, his motivators, anything related to thought processing... And like thinking and cogitation was greatly enhanced and modified. Uh, it looks like the, the the way energy is flowing out of that black box shockwave built uh, has been like like widened and enhanced and improved in such a way to allow him to think better. Now that you're looking backwards, you think that before the accident, his, his brain module, which you guys have, you you have a thing called a brain module, it was underclocked. Like. It doesn't make sense how intelligent Icon has been shown to be before the accident and how he's showing that baseline intelligence after the accident. He should have been much more simple. Well, it seems to be tying with the previous experiment of shock we've seen with like trying to copy um, um, Megatron's identity to other people. So maybe, yeah, the brain tech. You could ask his Shadow play? Yeah. It could be, but it could have he could have done shadow play or at the very least you see signs in his brain module of an ad hoc cortical psychic patch port. So Shockwave invented a form of interrogating people where he plugs in a cortical psychic patch and patches his consciousness into your mind so he can kind of pull you apart from the inside and like know what you know. It's used by Decepticons to torture people forever or to extract intel. It's an it's it's a more advanced aspect of what Kevin's people used to do in the autocracy called shadow play. It was one of his more recent inventions near the end of the war. Anything else anyone wants to ask? Um, you could ask, is this 
likely to mind control him. You could ask if he's got a, a, a life cycle, if he's if, if the overclocking is going to kill him soon, or... Yeah, is there, like, a, a back door into his mind that Shockwave could exploit? It doesn't seem like Shockwave would care. He, he did his work and he left. Like, the, the act of putting him together after he was killed or after he was mortally wounded <coughs> was the experiment... Once he was brought back, <coughs> it, the experiment was completed, and Shockwave has moved on and doesn't care anymore. Remnant experiments. And yeah, it, it's very clear that before this accident happened, I, Icon would not have had the brain module capacity to be as articulate as he is right now, and you have evidence that he was beforehand. Okay. Yeah, as you're exploring that kind of casket built around his spark chamber and main like energon processor and like engine block basically, it's made of anuntrium, which is the material that Shockwave used on Overlord and Megatron and Rampage to make them indestructible. It's a form of Naquita harvested from uh, collapsed stars. That is some very hard to come by, and Shockwave usually doesn't waste things. Well, that's slightly terrifying. Well, I'll put him back together. Alright, he was cautious that whole time. Yeah. You guys were just chatting without him. Well, he was included in the conversation. Yeah. What parts of the conversation? I mean... Let's be specific here. Well, well I'm assuming like... Were like, you guys just having a normal conversation? Just, yeah, like, and, like, well, he's just background. looking and I'm just sort of looking at this game. It's like, oh, that's... Uh, what did you call that material? Anuntrium. Anuntrium. It's like, oh, that's stuff that you normally only see in prime prime level and, 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 and like, Devastator class weapons and things like that. And, oh. Uh, well, I do have one bit of good news for you, Icon. Uh... The Cybertronian who was fixing you up definitely knew what he was doing. <laughs> what dark Whether... thoughts exist in that sick mind? <laughs> I'm bored. It moves a uh, you know bond with you know. Yeah. Um, Erases a bond with Jack him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship with Jack him up ended. Friendship with Nick Nacktomatch. What's that? You got a comms patch with the planet? Yeah. You can take a look at uh, some footage from Icon making speeches from before the accident. What, see if he's dumber? No, I'll see if there's any diff any okay, my micro you know, like <laughs> private private. No, yeah. see if there's any difference. Sure. Previous speeches Icon gave before the accident were I'm gonna say just as optimacy. But they're a lot more nationalist. And, like, that's something that you, Skyway, pick up almost immediately. Like, his candor, his conversation, the words he uses, he's acting a lot more like a politician. Like, someone who's saying the right words to, like, get the populace to trust and have faith in him, and also have faith in the government and the military. And that all disappears, like, immediately after he's back in the field after the accident, like, not even a couple months, it's all, it's no longer there. Like, it, it's almost entirely, like, what you'd expect to hear from Optimus. 
altruistic, kind, compassionate, even going so far as to say that if necessary and to bring Rao in, he would stop being a citizen of the Atomic Coalition and be a citizen of the world to show his good faith. Like, like constantly I, making sacrifices and compromises of himself to make sure the good of the, the many is met. Do you like, when he starts making those speeches, are like the politicians who are behind him going like, or, or, do they ever show signs of WTF? Well, that, I don't want to keep making you guys roll look closely, so, I don't know, do a, do like straight stats. Like, like a sense or a, what kind Wisdom? of sense do we have in this game? Wisdom would be... Also, specifically before surgery, I'm wondering if it looks like he was being fed those lines. They seem sincere, but it's hard to tell because he's terrible at making Cybertronian expressions. Okay, so, right. So like he's dog shit at emoting like a okay, person. So he used to be more nationalistic, or did he become more nationalistic? He used to be more nationalistic. More nationalistic, more propaganda. He seemed to. He, he was doing the politics. It was pro, like yeah. the, out of character. I mean, it just seems like it, it's something the first citizen was was had helped rebuild him. So I don't think that you know Shockwave was doing more of the uh, shadow playing, <coughs> but instead of making it Megatron, like hey, let's make a caricature of Optimus. No, I I think what was happening. Shockwave was, never had the capacity to understand that. I I think what was happening was when he was originally found and he was he was being. Rebuilt. I think he was a, uh, uh, and he was rebuilt by the uh, the coalition that were the, the big government. Um, he was protected the senator and helped them out. Like that was a thing. And then he got shot up on the planet, and Cybertron. Oh, this person is being puppeted by the by the thing. And I think that's one of the few things uh, having having a Cybertronian being puppeted by uh, another person on the planet. Is something that even the Decepticons might find offensive. No oh, gods, yeah. no masters. Yeah, like, remember, Shockwave was mutilated by uh, an authoritarian government, so maybe him encountering a Cybertron being mutilated by an authoritarian government. Like, if you knew Shockwave enough and had to make a guess based on you all knowing he used to be a senator and a compassionate, caring, empathetic individual who truly loved his fellow Cybertronian before the government butchered him for talking about peace and getting rid of racism, maybe. On the biggest leap that Jack Jackamup's making, maybe that 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 rattled something loose in Shockwave's dead little mind. Maybe it's a stretch, but it's it is a stretch that Optimus would make. That sounds about. That's definitely like like the sort of optimistic uh, sort of uh, leap of faith Optimus might make in this scenario. Maybe just this once, something stirred in Shockwave's mind and made him uh, do something altruistic. Not even for an altruistic reason, just because it's... it's just because it was right. him. You know, empathy. Empathy fired. A mere neuron in his mind fired up. Maybe. Uh, yeah, roll look closely for you're watching those videos with, let's say, uh, Gracer Sense. Okay. I'll, I'll go Grace, because that, that's... Hell no. Alright, I'm gonna do it as well, since I have Grace. Oh, well, if you're both working together, one of you rolls a poke. Okay. That's exactly the scenario. So, how long dies the roll? That's definitely over 10. So, the politicians immediately after are showing like clear, like masks, signs of extreme discomfort and alarm. But they look like that even before he's starting to talk. Everyone looks worried, like even before he starts giving these speeches. And if you track media back to right after the accident, maybe the first couple of weeks, they're 
they're they're they're they're cautiously optimistic, but like maybe two three months after that, even before he's making public appearances, they you can tell there's something wrong. Like everyone's worried. There's hushed conversations. People are looking at each other. Something 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 went wrong. Something was off. A very jarring personality change from the looks of this. Yeah. Like people look spooked. The first citizen looks spooked in those early videos right after the accident. Right. Like there, there's a very short period of time, you know, maybe probably when he was recovering and he wasn't talking. And this was how many years ago? Ten. So yeah, unfortunately, we wouldn't know. Uh, what's his name? Wouldn't wouldn't would have been way too young. And this is before the first citizen that's currently ruling. She's only been there for five. Yeah, years. Yeah, but she so. knew him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't something she brought up, but I assume it would be a odd subject to breach. Well, let's have a good explore next time. Okay, it's a lead. Jack him up just for fun. And the cut that you're going to fail, you're going to get if you fail, is just going to be you're not going to catch it. Roll this one. Eleven. Spent a lot of time with Tim Tom. He showed you his comics, right? Yeah. We talked about all of them. How old's Tim Tom? Hmm? How old's Tim Tom? 14, something like that. How many adventures has he been on? Way too goddamn many. I think that's a good point. Dandy for the night. Okay. As you put two and two together and realize that Tim Tom and uh, Icon have had 30 years of adventures and Tim Tom is 14. So, so yeah, just it ends with with him just just doing some math as this, thinking about all those comics and stuff like that, and then going, "Oh crap!" Tim Tom shaving while he's writing. Oh no, no, <laughs> oh no! You scanned him biologically. He's fourteen. He's carbon dated for fourteen. He's not an old man or an old babushka grandma serial killer like in all those Russian adoption horrors. There's only two. There's two. There's two. There's two glaring <laughs> possibilities. Both of them are horrendous. Well, we didn't open this cupboard to see Robin two. <laughs> to see what? Robin two. Yeah, fucking Jason Todd's urns. Yep. And the other possibility is. An- and I, I cannot point help one so more. The footage you have of Icon from thirty years ago, Tim Tom's in that footage. Yeah. <sighs> No one's caught on to this. Or it's a thing. It's not really something that... Like, it's it's not public footage. It's like footage of him around the base or him, like, going through military exercises. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, this is from 30 years ago, and this is a... For, it's supposed to be a 14... 14-year-old. 14 planetary things. You think he's a pretender shell? Oh. <clears throat> oh. And I think that's the, that that moment. We're gonna skip uh, fucking Peter's uh, scene playing around with pretender shells because he wanted to set up an android population. We're gonna skip that, that's and fine. we're just gonna end it for the night. I was Devin, Tyler, Kevin, Peter, Mark, and this is sponsored by nobody. Signing off.